The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Dr. Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information presented is educational in nature. Please consult your personal health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. Now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. Being my friend, I said you call Dr. Robin. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all, Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert. You're a new and better man, he helps you to understand, he does everything he can, Dr. Robert. If you're down, he'll pick you up, Dr. Robert. Take a drink from his special cup, Dr. Robert. Well, a very happy and healthy welcome to the first hour of the Dr. Bob Martin Show and a happy Father's Day weekend to all you dads in the audience today. My goal is to help as many people in our time block here. Saturdays we're on from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, There are people who are calling into the show right now. The lines are full And so if you're trying to get into the program, no reason to panic, get stressed. Just sit back, listen to your radio, and when you hear somebody, get on the air and ask their health question or make their health comment and hang up. That's your trigger, your sign to call into the show. Hit your speed dial or call into the program. I want to help as many people out as we possibly can here on the show today. Now, before we go with uh, forward information that we're going to be talking about, let's talk about last week's health poll question. Uh, Thank you for participating in it. If you made the effort to go to my website and vote on last week's health poll question. And if you weren't around, the health poll question last week really had to do with uh, whether or not you believe your personal doctor orders tests, could be a blood test, could be an objective medical test or recommends pharmaceutical drugs or performs procedures he or she shouldn't that was the question do you believe your personal doctor orders tests recommends drugs or performs procedures he or she shouldn't yes or no the reason we ask that question before we get to the results is because uh, the problem is so big in the United States right now that many medical groups are finally starting to recognize that a lot of the excesses that are going on, a lot of the system that's broken, there is a relevance to uh, over-utilization on many, many fronts. Doctors are ordering tests and recommending drugs and procedures when they shouldn't. Not me saying that. The problem has become so serious that such groups as the American College of Physicians The National Physicians Alliance and a coalition of medical societies in a project called Choosing Wisely have compiled lists, 
lists of tests and lists of treatments that doctors themselves say are done way too often. And that's the reason we asked the question of you, the audience here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show, you have answered, and uh, the uh, results go like this. 57% of you said yes, you believe your personal doctor orders tests, recommends drugs, and performs procedures he or she shouldn't. 57% of you. Whereas 43% of you said no, you don't think it's true. We're going to get into this uh, a little bit further as it relates to... um, how to uh, manage chronic health problems and what uh, it kind of dovetails what uh, a conversation we're going to have a certain conversation we're going to have about chronic health problems and what the state of pennsylvania is doing to rein in a more conservative approach to chronic health problems as opposed to you know drug and cut first and ask questions later Uh, we're going to get into that we're going to talk about that Uh, coming up very shortly and since we are on the subject of conservative care as it relates to health problems did you read about a a recent study about how acupuncture may be able to help some people with breathing problems chronic problems chronic breathing problems like copd which stands for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease these are lung diseases like uh Uh, emphysema and uh, bronchitis chronically and asthma even after the person is sick for a long time with these different what some people feel are irreversible lung function problems or damage acupuncture once again comes through to help improve the breathing of people with these chronic lung diseases that's what the researchers are showing but if you go back in some of the research annals you're going to find not only the how acupuncture helps chronic lung problems, but you're going to find that acupuncture successfully, without adverse side effects, helps people with headaches, with back pain, neck pain. People that are on the fence thinking about having knee surgery and shoulder surgery are able to be extricated from unnecessary surgery by having a conservative type of treatment. That's over a 2,000-year-old healing art called acupuncture. I don't know why people are worried about it or if, uh, scared of acupuncture. I mean, my, my grandkids have had acupuncture. Children have acupuncture all over the United States every single day. Because why? It's effective and it doesn't hurt. <laughs> I mean, it's very simple. So if you're looking for a conservative healing art that does not use pharmaceutical drugs that all have some potential adverse side effect, or just suffering or being exposed to surgeries that shouldn't be performed, then look into medical acupuncture. It works and it gets results, and that's what matters. And if you don't know anybody or don't trust anybody in your life that does medical acupuncture, you have Dr. Ahn, that's A-H-N, at the Ahn Clinic, a premier medical clinic. Dr. Ahn has practiced family medicine and acupuncture side-by-side for over 30 years for common health problems. I mentioned a list right there, but it could go on. Allergies, anxiety, depression, even insomnia. Check it out. Call and make an appointment. If you haven't had medical acupuncture for your health problem, you're missing the boat. Dr. Ahn's phone number is 480-515-2000. 480-515-2000. Dr. Ahn, that's A-H-N, the Ahn Clinic, 
at 480-515-2000 website. Check him out at ahnclinic.org, theonclinic.org. Dr. On for medical acupuncture. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. When your doctor isn't doing what you want, that's when he steps in. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFY, the Valley's Talk Station. From depression to how to manage and take vitamin D to from fibromyalgia to fatigue and all points in between, I am here to answer your health questions and give health advice. For those uh, people who are interested in a conservative approach, call into the program right now. Our phone number into the show is 602-260-5394. Be a health winner. If you're screened, stay patient on the phone. We're going to try to help as many people as we can. Again, the phone number is 602-260-KFYI. It's a sobering fact that more than 50% of Americans have some type of a chronic health problem. In fact, a finding from a Gallup poll says that 51% of all Americans suffer from some type of chronic health condition. It could be heart disease, it could be diabetes, it could be back pain, it's something. An alarming 66% of working Americans reported one or more chronic disease or recurring condition, and greater than 20% reported calling in sick at least one day and on average six days in the past month alone. Folks, what the heck's going on here? We spend more on health care than any other nation in the world, have the highest percentage of a population of vaccinated people, yet more than half the population suffers from chronic disease. What's going on here? Well, there's a lot of dynamics to that. It's very complicated, but I got to tell you, I am encouraged, folks, and so should you. The state of uh, Pennsylvania is finally reining in what ought to happen as it relates to health care. Listen to this. This just occurred. The University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Health Plan, a health maintenance organization affiliated with the university's School of Medicine, and they are covering insurance. Uh, in 15 counties in western Pennsylvania, they've adopted a landmark guidelines. They put together these landmark guidelines for the management of just one condition, chronic low back pain. Now, as many of you know, some people go to surgery for a lot of all the wrong reasons. And before a candidate within this health maintenance organization uh, you know, run by or at least looked over by uh, the, the state of uh, Pennsylvania, candidates for spine surgery, for low back surgery, must receive prior to going under the knife uh, whether or not they have a medical necessity, which includes verification that the patient, before going under the knife, before having spinal surgery, which is a one-way street, you're never going to be the same, and it has a low percentage of uh, uh, results, 
they must show verification that they've tried and failed a three-month course of conservative management, some type of care aside from spinal surgery. They've got to go under conservative care first, like physical therapy, chiropractic care, even medication. They are uh, demanding, and I think this is the right thing to do, surgery candidates also must, must be graduates of the plan's low back pain health coaching program, which basically means they've got to go through a program showing them how to manage their posture, how to sleep, how to lift, how to stand, how to sit, all of those things in order to try to avert risky, dangerous, uh, and uh, poor, poor outcome spinal surgery. It's the first reported implementation of such a policy by a health care plan, folks, and it's about time. Uh, it is really over time, actually. Surgical procedures for low back pain performed without prior authorization will not be reimbursed at either uh, by either giving the specialist money or the hospital money. Way overdue. Now, you could expand this out to not only uh, uh, you know, offering those folks who are candidates for spinal surgery, they must go through either a three-month chiropractic program, physical therapy. I also think they need to be, uh, be exposed to uh, acupuncture or massage therapy or naturopathic or homeopathic. Anything but surgery will be cost-effective in the long run because it's a one-way street with spinal surgery. Once it's botched, you're that way for life. Not a good thing. We're going to talk more about this and other things that may be considered in the future very shortly. Stand by. You're listening to the Dr. Bob Martin Show right here on News Talk 550 KFYI. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. All right, and I'm back. And, you know, it's, it's about time. We were talking, if you're just tuning into the program, the state of Pennsylvania, the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Health Plan, a large health maintenance organization, is finally reining in a philosophy wherein if a person must have spinal surgery, and it is sometimes necessary because even after conservative methods fail, there's always spinal surgery. But unfortunately, way too many people have back surgery when it's absolutely unnecessary. And had they undergone some form of conservative care, such as what is now being mandated before people go under the knife in this large health maintenance organization, uh, they are mandating that someone must try a conservative course of care, which may include chiropractic care, physical therapy, medication, a training course to teach people how to sleep, how to move, how to sit, etc. If they go through that and all things fail, then and only then will the maintenance health maintenance organization authorize spinal surgery because they know the pitfalls associated with and the results uh, 
by as a result of getting spinal surgery. It's poor, and the outcomes are poor, but when it's necessary, it's necessary. And I think that ho- that same philosophy should hold true for other areas, and it's the hopefully it's the shape of things to come. It's about time, folks. You could apply this same philosophy, and it will be eventually. It has to be because the care of our bodies in the United States is bankrupting our country. Because why? We rely way too much on pharmaceuticals, and we rely way too much on surgery. It's not that they're unnecessary. They are necessary. They can save lives and improve quality of life. But way too often, uh, doctors engage patients on the level of giving pharmaceuticals and surgery when they're not necessary, when other conservative management should be explored and tried first. Conservative first. Liberal second, radical last. We have it completely upside down often in this country. This same situation is going on at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, their health plan, mandating conservative care first before considering chronic, before considering surgery for chronic low back pain ought to be applied to neck pain. It ought to be applied to uh, parents considering having their children have ear tubes for otitis media or tonsillectomies or hysterectomies wherein a woman is suffering from uterine fibroids or gallbladder removal. We could go right down the list. Heartburn or GERD, sinusitis, headaches, arthritis, carpal tunnel, sleep challenges, even ADHD. And sooner or later, as a country, we will get the clue that it is much less expensive and a lot safer to opt for conservative care in the form of anything other than pharmaceuticals. That is valid and that is safe. That is regulated. That works. Now, they're looking at, of course, in this case, one instance of one condition, chronic lower back pain, mandating that people must go through a conservative course of chiropractic care, and they know that they, uh, if they do, the chances are they're going to be able to avert spinal low back surgery or going through physical therapy or taking some type of medication or training to take care of their back. What I didn't see mentioned on here were, were other forms of healing arts, such as acupuncture, which ought to be included, naturopathy, which ought to be included, massage therapy, homeopathy. I can think of several others, but the idea is a forward-thinking idea. Rather than cut first, drug first, and ask questions later, they're at least understanding the cost efficiency of conservative care. Not to mention, you're not going to cripple somebody or maim them unnecessarily before you try conservative care. But it isn't just back pain that this should be applied to. There are many maladies and conditions, infirmities, that are non-life-threatening that the same philosophy ought to be applied to. And the sooner we get to those, the better off we're going to be as a country. Okay, now then, let's get, excuse me. Let's get to your phone calls and questions on the program. If you'd like to join us, be a health winner if you're screened. Uh, Be patient with your screen, meaning if you're on hold, we'll get to your call. And uh, we want to help as many people as we can. We're going to begin with today with Jan. She's calling in from Phoenix. Welcome to the Dr. Bob Martin Show, Jan. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Morning. I'm calling about my daughter. She's been having a, a terrible time. Since January. Uh-huh. It started when she cut her finger while she was working at the sink. Okay. Thought nothing of it. Just a cut, you know, treated it in the usual way. Didn't go uh-huh. away. Kept spreading. 
She is now, since January, in severe burning pain, some itching, cannot use any of her fingers. They're all bandaged. She has what is euphemistically called a rash, but there are little pustules, Mm -hmm. but not pus coming out of it. They just break and like water comes out of them. She's been in the hospital a couple of times, had multiple, multiple um, antibiotics. They've called it shingles at one point, but it's shingles, and um, uh, fungus another time. The last one is now called MRSA. We don't know what to do. She is in agony. I need your help. Okay. Well, when you're dealing with, <coughs> excuse me, when you're dealing with rashes like this, you have to determine whether or not it's dermal or systemic. And it sounds like it's systemic because you can come in contact with soaps and cosmetics and pesticides and other other things which can just cause a topical or dermal irritation, a temporary rash that eventually abates over time. But in her case, it sounds like the entry mode or the vector was a cut, a wound. She came in contact with a microorganism. Uh, her system may have been compromised at the time or the organism was virulent enough to get a foothold and you know set up a perfect storm. Now we have a systemic problem. And all the king's people and all the king's men in medicine sounds like it's, they're not able to handle the problem. And that would cause me to give thought to, I wonder if sooner or later they'll want to uh, dismember her and or cut her hands off because there's an infection. And unfortunately, if it gets bad enough, that may have to happen, especially if it's a MRSA situation and some type of necrotizing fasciitis problem occurs. And this is why this is so dangerous to continue down this path after a series of antibiotics and all the things that are being done. And I'm glad that she's gone through this because often those procedures will work and avert some serious health problems. But it's not, and it's time to get out before the slippery slope is so steep and so deep that she finds herself so down and out due to the treatment process that's not working that there's no comeback. So in this case, because of the severity of the problem, she's going to most likely require some type of intravenous modification of her immune system to be able to stimulate an immune system uh, assault from her body's standpoint to whatever it is that's affecting her and since the antibiotics and all the other care hasn't worked it's time to look for and ask for and explore the possibility of advanced alternative medical care which must include intravenous uh, high doses of vitamin C and other nutrients in fact I would go with that along with uh, nano silver it may include homeopathy included in that to stimulate the immune system There's a lot of factors here that we're not going to be able to know about, Jan, because these are complicated issues. But the best thing I can do is just say to you, it's time for a referral outside of mainstream medicine. They've had their opportunity to help her, and it hasn't worked. And going down that same path, making the same mistake, uh, might not be a good idea or be in her best interest. So my suggestion is that based on what you're telling me so far, that she contact the doctors over at Sunridge Medical Center, go in for a consultation, see what they have to offer. They can do the intravenous IVs of high dosages of vitamins and remedies to stimulate her immune system, get her body back on track and being able to fight what is going on in a comprehensive, advanced, alternative medical way. 
That's what I would suggest because there's no remedy with the seriousness of her problem that I can say, well, go into the health food store and get X, Y, Z. She's too serious right now. I can tell by what you're telling me. Yes. So what that's what I would do. Sunridge, did you say? Yes, yeah, Sunridge Medical Center. Do you have their phone number? No, I don't. All right, let me grab it here real quick. <clears throat> They're also on the website at sunridgemedical.com. Might take a look at that. Now, they're the alternative, advanced alternative medical clinic we talk about for cancer and autoimmune disease. But this is a serious problem here, of course. Yes. Uh, their phone number is uh, 480-659-9135. 480-659-9135. In the meantime, I mean, she's got to get rest. She must, you know, do all the things that she can do to stay healthy so that this doesn't get any worse. But I would immediately today, they work on patients, by the way, on the weekends. They're working hard right now, most likely, on patients. I would call over there and find out what they have to offer and get started ASAP. Jan, thank you for calling on your daughter's behalf. That sounds like a serious problem that needs an immediate look-see from an advanced alternative medical viewpoint, and Sunridge can offer that. All right, folks, here's another guy who's on the cutting edge of his healing art. That would be Dr. Z or Dr. Zamani, we call him. Dr. Zamani sees patients on all kinds of level from a dental perspective. He's been trained at one of the premier dental medical schools called Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. Now, he does all aspects of dentistry that you would typically think of, but he also is very interested in what is called neuromuscular dentistry, where they evaluate the overall oral health by considering how your muscles in your uh, in your face, your jaw area, your teeth, and the joints, your jaw joints, all work together. Because a lot of people who have migraine headaches or people who clinch and grind their teeth at night, or people who have difficulty chewing or sensitive teeth, they often have a condition called TMD, stands for temporal mandibular dysfunction, or TMJ, or temporal mandibular joint dysfunction. And it can be easily corrected if you've been trained in neuromuscular dentistry, such as how Dr. Z or Dr. Zamani has been trained. Using a myo-monitor, he can retrain the muscles in the jaw area and the facial area to relieve the pain associated with migraine headaches. Way too many people take way too much drug for migraine headaches and suffer way too long when this answer could be in their jaw joint. Call his office, make an appointment if you have grinding or clicking or cracking in your jaw joint or you have migraine headaches to find out if they're being triggered by a jaw joint, which has a lot of nerve receptors in it, both sides, how that could be triggering migraine headaches. His office phone number is 480-497-2000. 480-497-2000. And for all new patients, Dr. Bob Martin, first time patients into his office, he offers a comprehensive dental examination and x-rays at his expense. That's a $200 value. Take him up on that generous offer. Dr. Z, or Dr. Zamani, 480-497-2000. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Well, the weekends are often a time when we go out and we shop for things that we're unable to get through the week because we're busy, and a lot of people take the opportunity during the weekend to shop for their vitamins, their supplements, their herbs, their natural cosmetics, and natural foods. Make sure you put Healthy Habit Health Foods on your list of places to visit this weekend to make sure that you will receive what you need at the lowest prices in town. You'll get the knowledgeable, friendly staff 
They'll give you the personal quality service you deserve. And I guarantee you they'll raise your expectation of what a health food store should be. That's Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, located at 6029 North 7th Street. That's 6029 North 7th Street in Phoenix, one block north of the intersection of 7th Street and Bethany Home Road on the east side of the street. I'm going to give you their phone number here because you can call them and find out what's going on in the store today. I noticed that I didn't receive a flyer from them this week as it relates to uh, a lecture or an event that's maybe going on in the store. Now, that may be just some type of a mix-up, but here's their phone number. Call them. Find out what's happening at Healthy Habit Health Foods today, 602-252-6000, 602-252-6000. They have everything we talk about here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show. They've got Circ O2. They've got Vitapharmacas, Press Ashore. They carry Prevagen. They have Kyolic Garlic and other fine products. That's Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, 6029 North 7th Street. Phone number 602 602- Two five two six thousand. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Careful, the health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk five fifty KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Well, you've probably heard about the surgical procedure liposuction, where they take this instrument, they poke a hole inside the skin, and they take this. Uh, this sucker it looks like a, a big long tube and they suck out fat out of people's bodies. Liposuction. You may have had liposuction yourself or know somebody who's had liposuction or maybe you've considered doing it for areas. Maybe you have those love handles or you have that muffin top or you have an area of your body you just like to go in because you've tried all the exercise, you've tried all the crash diets, you just want it sucked out once and for all. Well, guess what? Liposuction causes a dangerous fat buildup. Just the opposite. For years, this popular surgery, people have been wanting it. Unfortunately, health experts are now being uh, reminded about how dangerous it can be to fool Mother Nature. We'll tell you all about it after the break. Stay tuned. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Your life. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We can't help people who can't help themselves. Those are exactly the people we should be helping. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Ready to trade in that six-pack for six-pack abs? Confused by low-carb, no-carb diets? The doctor is in. Dr. Bob Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information on this show is educational in nature. Please consult your own health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. And now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. And here's what I can do for you. You call into the program, you have a health question or a problem, I give health answers. It's that straightforward, it's that simple. Our phone number into the show is 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. We'll get to phone calls and questions in just a little bit, but as I promised last hour, I wanted to talk about 
a subject that some of you have no idea about whatsoever. You're thinking, well, you know what, that fat that's around my waist, I've got a little bit of excessive fat in my thighs, I want to get that out of there, I've got the muffin top, I've got the pot belly, I, I just, I've tried every exercise there is under the sun, I've had gym memberships, nothing's worked, I've gone on crash diets, I've starved myself, nothing's working, maybe liposuction is the next thing I should try. I've seen it before, and people seem to be happy with it, but is it for me? Well, this may help you make a decision, folks. Liposuction might have a boomerang effect, might have a paradoxical effect. It's the opposite effect of what it's designed for. Women who have the popular plastic surgery procedure known as liposuction. I've seen this. I was watching, I think, a YouTube once, and watching this and i mean it was you know the person who obviously was lying there on the gurney on the surgical table being liposuctioned with this instrument that looked like this long tube that was inserted into the skin and into the soft tissues and they were just jamming it in there all over the place like a rake back and forth back and forth back and forth looked looked like it was painful and they were sucking fat out of their abdominal area and it just seemed weird to me and i thought there's got to be something wrong with this that's too easy there's just there's, there's got to be some downside to this just to think that you know you can just ignore all the rules uh, of mother nature and all the rules of physiology and not exercise and overeat and and all of that and then just eventually go in and have somebody suck out the fat that you accumulate for a rainy day that never comes well women and for that matter, men who have the popular plastic surgery procedure known as liposuction may be trading one form of fat for another, as a new study reveals that the sudden removal of abdominal fat seems to trigger a buildup of fat around the internal organs. Now, I've had two people that I know, friends' wives, who have both had liposuction surgery and of course they came to me and asked me of my opinion before having it and i said well i i think it's risky i think there's gonna there's always some downside there's always going to be something we learn about these things after the fact are you willing to take those kinds of risks both chose to take the risks now unfortunately i have uh, forwarded this article to them about how liposuction type of fat for another fat, and the fat you're trading for is a much more dangerous fat than the fat that you got rid of temporarily. At issue, their researchers in Brazil said it is an apparent trade-off between two kinds of fat with the removal of what is called subcutaneous fat that's just under the surface fat, spurring the growth of another type of fat which is what accumulates after the subcutaneous under-the-surface fat is removed, that is then followed up by the body infiltrating a type of fat into the area called visceral fat. We've talked about visceral fat on this show many times. Now, subcutaneous fat located directly under the skin is the primary target of this surgical procedure called liposuction. But visceral fat wraps itself around the internal organs and its accumulation has been strongly linked to a much, much higher risk of developing 
heart attacks, heart disease, diabetes, uh, and a whole lot of other conditions this dangerous visceral fat can generate. Here's the good news. The same research team found that liposuction patients who adopted an exercise program shortly after surgery both enjoyed the benefits of the abdominal fat removal while largely preventing the post-surgical growth of visceral fat. Now, I'm not advocating liposuction surgery, but for God's sake, if you do it at all, make sure you are on a very strict exercise program after the time that you can actually start on it, after the surgery, to keep this dangerous visceral fat or V-fat from growing in and around your organs that can cause catastrophic health problems down the road. A four-month supervised exercise program prevented this compensatory visceral fat increase, increased uh, uh, fat-free mass, and improved physical capacity with uh, uh, and uh, insulin sensitivity. But ultimately, the message takeaway is um, these types of fats that people want to have sucked out in their midsection or their upper abdomen or lower abdomen area legs is slow, it's cumulative, it's caused by a sedentary lifestyle substantially and eating too many calories and not burning those calories. Now we're all, uh, you know, either blessed or cursed with certain genetic dispositions. And yes, I know some people can eat all the junk food and not exercise and look like that slim trim model and others exercise their full heads off and accumulate fat and certain. I understand, I've heard it all. But liposuction, if you are not careful... You trade one type of fat, a subcutaneous fat, for a very dangerous fat infiltration after the surgery, particularly if you don't get with a very disciplined exercise program and stick with it for the rest of your life. All right, we're going to get to your phone calls and questions. If you're on hold right now, Gary and Tammy and Bill and Sandy and all the rest of you at 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI, be patient. We'll get to your calls coming up very shortly. Ask most Arizonans why they don't drink water, and they'll say, my water tastes terrible. I said that at one time. When I moved into the state of Arizona and took the first drink out of a faucet, it was terrible. It was horrendous. I spit it out. Believe me, folks, I get it. Arizona water does taste terrible. It's nasty. It's gross. But the answer isn't water softeners that add salt under the sink reverse osmosis systems that make water too acidic to drink and most don't do anything to the water your family showers or bathes in. And that's why I've only trusted my whole house water system from H2O Concepts for my family's water for years. H2O Concepts whole house water system doesn't add salt to your water, doesn't make your water acidic, takes out chlorine and contaminants in the shower virtually eliminates hard water problems and gives you great tasting water at every faucet in your home and for you grandparents what better gift could you give your children and grandchildren than the gift of good health i.e. pure water and h2o concepts is the most tested and certified system available so if the water softener or reverse osmosis guys say their system is just like H2O Concepts. Ask them to prove it and see what they say. 
That'll be interesting. Now get a pen and paper because I'm going to tell you how you can save $800, be one of the first 10 callers and get $800 off the purchase price of an H2O Concepts whole house water system. The one this doctor has. Call right now. 623-582-5222. 623-582-5222. Be one of the first 10 callers. Save $800 on the H2O Concepts whole house water system. 623-582-5222. They're there right now. And they're able to answer all your questions you may have related to water and water systems. Which one's the best? Any questions? And you'll save $800 on the system by calling right now if you're one of the first 10 callers. 623-582-5222 for H2O Concepts. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. A doctor who will really listen and not just assume you're a nutcase. It's Dr. Bob Martin on News Talk 550 KMYI, the Valley's talk station. Welcome back to the Dr. Bob Martin Show. I thank you for tuning into the program and telling others to do the same thing. We're here every Saturday morning for you from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. And then on Sunday, jot this down, you can turn around Sunday morning, wake up early, 6 o'clock. The nationally syndicated version of this program airs on our brother radio station just down the hall. Just remember to tune your radio to AM 910 starting at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Also, you can uh, choose to friend me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter by going to my personal website at drbobmartin.com. To the phones we go, and more health questions, they just keep on coming. Next, we say hello to Sandy. She's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Sandy. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I've been on 10 milligrams of Lipitor for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a family history of high cholesterol, uh, heart attacks. Both my dad and my grandfather died of a heart attack in their early 70s. My brother had quadruple bypass in his late 40s. Um, but I, I haven't been comfortable being on a statin, you know, with, with everything that you hear now. And um, I do eat healthier. I'm not overweight. Um, I exercise about an hour a day. So recently I talked to my doctor about perhaps uh, switching to red yeast rice. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, red yeast rice. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was willing to try that. And what she wanted to do was for me to go off Lipitor for three months, um, you know, not take anything, test my cholesterol, see where it's at. And if it was, if it was higher, then, you know, perhaps go to the red yeast instead of uh, Lipitor, try that for three months and see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, six months ago, my total cholesterol was 196. Um, after being off Lipitor for three months, I just got my labs this week, and my new number is 303. Mm-hmm. So in the message that I got with my labs, she said she she wrote a prescription for Lipitor you know, to pick that up. So... I mean, I don't really want to go back on statins, but with my family history, with a number at 303, mm-hmm. 
What do you think? Well, that's your total cholesterol. What is the HDL part of that, and what is the LDL part of that? Do you the know? The HDL you was 54. The LDL was 223. Yeah, that's really okay. That's not good. Well, your doctor, at least your doctor, it sounds like your doctor is open-minded, and I like that. These doctors who say my way or the highway. Uh, you know, you people have to make decisions at that point. They're not right. willing to work with people. It sounds like your doctor's reasonable. She, uh, your doctor's listening, and they'll do the best in you know in in on behalf of you if they believe it's the case. But I would say before we get started on the cholesterol, I want to make sure your doctor's running inflammatory panels, and not just cholesterol. But does your doctor run homocysteine? which is critical to a person who has this kind of a genetic inflammatory possible process going on. Homocysteine, that needs okay. to be run on you. Okay. The same thing holds true with, um, with somebody that makes this kind of genetic types of cholesterol, and that's what you have. You have a very strong family history of uh, hyperlipidemia. You need to have your C-reactive protein checked. This is a an inflammatory marker that's easily measured in blood. Right. And by virtue of that, you'll know if that's an, an issue. Because if that's high, your body will make cholesterol to compensate for it. Or maybe there's a, your, your fibrinogen should be tested, the viscosity of your blood, to see where you're at with that. It, there's more to the story than cholesterol is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. And so, you know, then I, I say, okay, fine. Well, it, is red yeast rice comparable? Yes, it is a form of statin. It's just not a synthetic statin. Right. Can it work? Absolutely. Can we take it down from 303 way down? Of course it can. You also have to monitor somebody who's on, on red yeast rice and make sure they're taking CoQ10 at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's a monumental error to either take a synthetic or a natural statin without taking a goodly amount of coenzyme Q10 because that's what is depleted as you take the synthetic statin. And that's something you don't want to have depleted in your body. All your muscles rely upon it. It's a potent antioxidant. And so if you're going to take uh, a red yeast rice, take CoQ10 along with it. You should also look into taking uh, kyolic garlic. Uh, again, this is available in the health food store. It's not just red yeast rice. It should be it should be uh, red yeast rice along with CoQ10, along with kyolic garlic, and other things like omega-3 oils need to be implemented here. There are other herbs that are, have been used successfully to lower cholesterol. That, of course, is provided that your diet is good, you're not smoking, you're exercising, and it sounds like all of that is good. So now we just have to get on a regimen that works, and I think you'll be a whole lot better off, and that's when your doctor should remeasure after that. All right, thank you for your phone call, Sandy. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming right back with more of the Dr. Bob Martin Show right here on News Talk 550 KFYI. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob Martin back with you. And let's get right back to work with your telephone calls and questions on our open line segment here on the show where people call in to get healthy advice at someone else's expense. I help you become your own doctor most of the time. And I've been accused of giving good mouth to ear 
health resuscitation. Guilty as charged. Back to the phones we go. Uh, let's say hello next to Gary. And Gary is calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Gary. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Go ahead, sir. Yes, listen, I have been diagnosed with uh, a torn meniscus in my knee. Mm-hmm. And uh, the orthopedic surgeon told me that uh, the only way to curve that or to to uh, repair that was through surgery. Is that correct? Well, it depends on the degree of the tear. It depends on the degree of the problem. Um, not always. Uh, there are certain circumstances where a torn meniscus can self-repair. depends on the person. Now, remember, because of the fact that you're weight-bearing into that joint, and that joint is uh, being subjected to a lot of torsion and twisting and turning and constant stress on it, how does a an injured or wounded soft tissue ever heal if it's always got some type of a tug going on to it, some type Correct. of a chronic right. irritation? So that therein lies part of the the stress. If it's not a complete, uh, 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 you know, a complete tear, a complete dissection of that area where it's completely torn off, uh, and there's a slight tear, I've seen the uh, tears come back, but. The person has to be very careful with what they're doing. You have to have all things uh, in, a, in a perfect alignment, meaning that you have to have ample amounts of vitamin C in your body to f- form new collagen so that area has the ability to repair itself. You have to have ample supply of a mineral called manganese in your body so that that can also help the repair process of any torn soft tissue such as a, a ligament. Or you've got to uh, also make sure that uh, you've got some type of intake of hyaluronic acid, which can help, or some of the glucosamine products can help in this regard. Meaning uh, here, Gary, that you're putting in the raw materials that your body needs to repair this torn tissue that you may otherwise be, be deficient in. Now, the reality is is that arthroscopic surgery with uh, knee repair like this has come a long way. It's a lot more efficient. It's a lot less invasive. It's, it's, it's good when the time comes when nothing else on a conservative level helps. I would, however, not rule out uh, trying acupuncture as a means by which to try to uh, relieve and stimulate the healing process within the area while you're uh, augmenting the additional nutrients that I just mentioned, the vitamin C, the manganese, the hyaluronic acid, the glucosamine. You might want to use a knee brace uh, to support the knee so that if you do have to move about, you're not as likely to irritate it or exacerbate the problem. And further... There are the the discs or the meniscus in the knee can actually bulge out. It can bulge medially and it can bulge laterally, the meniscus, and it can, when it's bulged, put a uh, continued tension and torsion and stress and inflammation into the knee joint. And that deserves an evaluation of somebody who can actually readjust the meniscus pads in the knee into their proper juxtaposition. If you have uh, misaligned the knee in some way slightly, subluxed the knee in some fashion, where the disc of the knee is extruding or protruding uh, either medially 
meaning to the inside or laterally to the outside, that can actually be adjusted back into its proper position, taking pressure off of it, allowing the healing process to move forward. And for that, Gary, you would want to visit a doctor of chiropractic who is trained in activator methods. Activator methods. This is somebody that is has been certified in activator methods. So don't rule out on a conservative level acupuncture, chiropractic. Uh, you want to make sure that your pelvis is uh, in alignment because if one side of your hip is uh, misaligned where one leg is short, one leg is long, that can happen. People walk around, don't their knees up. It stresses their lower back. All the muscles that uh, you know converge at the knee from the hip. Uh, can also be stressed and can add to the dilemma that you have disallowing the healing process. Now, the orthopedic surgeon in his or her mind believes that in the absence of uh, surgery, you're not going to heal. But what if these non-surgical techniques and suggestions that I'm saying here were employed for six, eight weeks routinely, and you did your job by making sure that your resting, bracing, icing, supporting the knee, what if this was able to actually mend itself in six weeks, uh, you know, and you, you, and you don't require the surgery? You'll be better off. Whereas after the end of six or eight weeks, your, your knee is still hurting. It's not better. You can always do the surgery. This is not a life-threatening problem that you have to panic and get into right now even though it might be inhibiting you to some degree and maybe uh, impacting your quality of life, what if these conservative measures can, in fact, help this heal, depending on the degree of the tear? Wouldn't you want to try that first? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, It's been, it's been a year since my knee's been giving me problems. And I'm a painter. I paint houses. I'm up and down ladders all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have the option to not... Work. Has it been has it been getting worse or is it stationary better? Yeah, actually got, it, it, you know, I never really injured it. It just started to hurt a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it got worse and worse and worse. And I started wearing okay. a brace okay. and, and, and icing it, and it's been a lot better. But it's been nearly a year, and it's it's still quite painful to the you know when I when I twist it or move it a certain way. Sure. Uh, and uh, and uh, and so I decided it's, it's impacting my work, and so I, I've taken glucosamine unless there's a a better glucosamine than others. I know that there are thousands of brands, and I don't know which is the best or not, you know. Well, uh, that's just one factor. The, the, to me, yeah. the most important thing right now for you is biomechanical. You know, where right. are the pads in the knee? Have you tried the acupuncture? Have you seen the car? Those are the two most important things. Then after that would be the manganese, the vitamin C, the hyaluronic acid, okay. the glucose. I mean, okay. sometimes, Gary, these can be uh, taken in formulations. You don't have to take them. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not. They're often in a formulation that you can find in the health food store that have all the goodies in it. You tell them okay. what the problem is, and they'll help you find it. But see the, see the chiropractor to make sure the biomechanics right. It's just like seeing the auto mechanic and they go, oh, yeah, you've got a nail in your tire. Let's pull the nail out. Now we right, can patch right the tire and it can get better well the same thing applies if your knee meniscus is jammed and locked in a wrong position there you'll never get well no matter how many uh, pills potions and powders you're going to take or if there's some energetic problem in that area that only acupuncture can help relieve and reroute that's the treatment to do in order to get better okay but you sound like a candidate for that. You sound like a perfect candidate because now you have a very chronic problem that's not getting worse. It's not getting better. It has actually gotten better with some of the things you've done, bracing and icing. 
So I think take it a step further before considering surgery. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for your okay. call. I just, you know, I, when when people like Gary call, Gary appreciate your call. When a person like Gary calls in, I just wonder about all the people who have gone to surgery unnecessarily because they panicked, because they were impatient with their body. Gary is hung in there. He just hasn't had the opportunity to tell him it's okay to consider other forms of healing arts. He's getting one story, and that's surgery and only surgery. And, yes, you should leave surgery on the table because he may have to have surgery ultimately, by, but why not try a non-surgical approach first? He hasn't. He should. All right, speaking of a, a non-surgical procedure, and why it is that some dentists are not trained the same and don't have the same philosophy. We now know, according to research and science, that most of us, the vast majority of us, like somewhere around 70 to 80, 80, 85 percent of us, have some degree of gum disease and periodontal disease. It's true. The reason we brush our teeth every day and floss, or at least we should, and see the dental hygienist and dentist is to prevent future Tooth problems, gum problems. So we we keep our entire our entire array of teeth for a lifetime. We are it is capable of doing that. But when you don't have that going on, or the stacking up of the organisms that generate periodontal or gum disease get out of control, that's when you have irreversible damage to your gums and teeth. You can even lose the teeth, go to dentures, and need dental implants down the road. Not only that. Your oral cavity is a pathway to increasing the possibility of the development and the exacerbation of diabetes, heart disease, even blood pressure problems, and atherosclerosis. The key is taking care of your oral cavity, taking the best care of your mouth. Here's the good news. Dr. Zamani, with training from Tufts University Dental Medicine School and his highly trained dental hygiene professionals, are extremely qualified, very qualified, to take care of all your dental oral needs, from routine cleanings to complex and aesthetic dentistry. Dr. Zamani and his team use state-of-the-art digital and laser technology to diagnose your oral condition. They also have the ability to employ dental laser technology, which can take care of your hygiene needs and can get your gums and teeth taken care of and looking their very best. The dental periodontal laser especially allows procedures to be done much more effectively and oftentimes in less time with little or no discomfort. Dr. Zamani is offering my listeners, that would be you, a $200 comprehensive dental exam and x-rays at his expense. In other words, it's free. $200. New patients going into Dr. Zamani's office that are listeners of this show. Experience gentle dentistry the way it should be. Quit putting off taking care of your oral health. Call Dr. Zamani's office. Make an appointment, 480-497-2000. 480-497-2000 for Dr. Zamani. We call him Dr. Z for short. 480-497-2000. I'm Dr. Bob. Sounds great. Less filling. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Let's get back to work with telephone calls and questions on our open line segment here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show, talking on the subject of health, your health. Next, we say hello to Aaron. Aaron's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Aaron. Hello. 
Hey, how are you, Dr. Bob? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So my wife has cystic fibrosis, which, you know, has a lot of effects on her. Yes. Um, one thing that we've been taking some consideration to and wanted to get a little bit more information or possibly a different solution is essential oils for the mm-hmm. treatment of cystic fibrosis. Yes. So well, I wondered what your opinion was and if that's the right kind of supplement treatment to use because obviously you mean, we have... You mean, to- you mean top? Are you talking topical, Aaron? Um, yeah, topical essential oils. I mean, I know there are some ingested essential oils as well. Yes, but. correct. Well, you want to get, you want to make sure you're getting a pure one, because there are some companies that use solvents in these essential oils. I'm a big fan of essential oils, and particularly for breathing problems, I like frankincense oil. But when you start an essential oil, topically or internally, do a little bit at a time to make sure there's no adverse or allergic reaction. A little bit at a time, then wait, wait a little bit, see if there's any allergic response. If not, go for it. I see no problem. I love essential oils, lavender, eucalyptus, and especially frankincense for the kind of problems she has. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Coming right back, hour number three of the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Straight ahead, we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Dr. Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information presented is educational in nature. Please consult your personal health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. Now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. Being my friend, I said you call Dr. Robert. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all, Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert. You're a new and better man, he helps you to understand, he does everything he can, Dr. Robert. If you're down, he'll pick you up, Dr. Robert. Take a drink from his special cup, Dr. Robert. Welcome or welcome back to the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Thank you for tuning into the program. And uh, if you're out and about today and you miss a little, you're going to miss a lot. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Coming up, we're going to talk about how chewing gum can make you stupid. And later on in the program, the top 10 toxic food ingredients that may be poisoning your body and you don't even know it. And we've got a lot of other topics and your phone calls coming up as well at 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. Well, how does chewing gum? Chewing gum, one of the oldest candies and used by many ancient civilizations for various reasons. The average American will chew 300 sticks of gum a year. But how does chewing gum possibly impair your memory? Well, previous studies have suggested that chewing gum was helpful in improving memory recall. However, results of a recent set of experiments at Cardiff University suggest that this is not the case and that chewing gum actually impairs short-term memory. The researchers conducted experiments to investigate the impact of chewing gum on short-term memory. First, 40 students were asked to vigorously chew flavorless gum and remember a sequence of seven randomly ordered letters. 
A smaller sample group were then asked to repeat the experiment but chew naturally. For the second experiment, the students were asked to chew flavorless gum and were asked to identify the missing item in a sequence. Both experiments showed that chewing gum impaired recall of order and items identified, both of which are fundamental aspects of short-term memory. And as I'm reading that, I'm just wondering, well, what was in the uh, gum? Flavorless or not, there's something in it. And I'm wondering if uh, they had used, like, spry gum, the one that I often use because it has xylitol in it, which will help fight bacterial buildup on your teeth and fight gum disease because of something called competitive inhibition, whereas the bugs, the germs, the bacteria cannot cling to your gums and your teeth therefore not create the problems. But if you don't like chewing gum, and this worries you that it may, in fact, impair your memory, you can always use the mints and other things that are available in the health food stores. Check it out. All right, let's go back to your telephone calls now and questions here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show at 602-260-5394. We're going to say hello. It's going in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Tammy. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob Martin. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do for you? Okay, um, I have been just um, researching, um, you know, hormones, and I rolled out synthetic hormones, of course, but I've been really um, reading about these bioidentical hormones. Bioidentical, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, I, I was wondering what your opinion was on that and um, if, you know, what you have to say about that. Oh, I'm a big fan of it because bioidentical hormones are those hormones that are identical in structure, but they are from plant-derived elements. In other words, most of the synthetic hormones are from animal, as in the the urine of a pregnant uh, horse. And when you're talking about bioidentical hormones, you're talking about plant hormones that are similar to humans without the side effects, without the blood clotting, without the cancerous effects without the heart attack effects these are the pitfalls that you see with the synthetic analog hormones but if there is hormone issues tammy the first thing to do is to get tested to find out where the imbalances exist maybe uh you know if you want to do this in a little bit more of an uh, in an objective way a little bit more clinical way you'd want to see a practitioner who has the ability to give you a kit a kit that you can put saliva into at home and then send it into a laboratory that does measurements of your saliva to measure three estrogens, your progesterone, your testosterone, and your DHEA. And once those findings are available, then a program can be initiated using bioidentical hormones, whether it be estrogen or progesterone or testosterone. That's one way to do it. The other way is a shotgun approach, which some people choose to do. It's it's safe, but I've seen uh, people go overboard on it, and then they have really extremely high progesterone levels because they lather it on every day without measuring it. I have found women uh, doing these tests that have had excessive progesterone into the thousands when it should be no higher than in the hundreds, and I'm talking 5,000 and higher. And we worry about what kind of an effect that will have on them long term. So 
you know, if, if, if you're so inclined to use bioidentical hormones, pick up everything you can, pick up some of Suzanne Summers' books, educate yourself, and then find health care providers who can order because it requires a physician's licensure to order these laboratory tests for salivary hormones and somebody who can interpret it and then give you the advice as to which ones to take, how much to take, and how long to take it. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. In fact, that's who I've been um, looking. I was reading her book, Suzanne Summers, and she's the one who introduced me to it. Great. Um, I just, you know, was leery of any, you know, hormonal treatments, you know, because it seems unnatural to me to, you know, do something that nature's not doing. But it, it started to sound good to me, so I wanted to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. I, I hope that helps you out. Yes, it did, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for your phone call. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. All right, as Tammy leaves the program, your opportunity opens up to call into the show right now. My goal is to help as many people as possible. If you get on, uh, if you're successful get, getting through to the program, and Carlos, my co-pilot of the show, screens you, takes down your name and and you're, the city you're calling from, by all means, be patient, be a health winner, hang on, and we'll get to as many calls as we possibly can. Our number into the show again is 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. Folks, it's taken me years of explaining the dangers of adding salt to your water with old-fashioned water softeners and drinking acidic reverse osmosis water, but people are starting to ask the water softener and reverse osmosis people the tough questions. We're talking about those people who peddle the water softeners, the salt conditioner systems, and the RO systems. They're the ones who peddle these systems, they're starting, my audience is starting to ask them the tough questions, like, does your system add salt to my water? Do Does your uh, reverse osmosis system make my water too acidic to drink? Does your system take out chlorine and contaminants in the water my family bathes and showers in? Does your system take care of my hard water problems? And does your system give me great tasting water at every faucet? Not just one, but every faucet. So I don't have to buy expensive bottled water. Those are the tough questions my audience is starting to ask these peddlers of salt and acidic water. And guess what the answer is? Well, no. But our uh, uh, the H2O concept system does what you need and what I want. Uh, and, and there, of course, the companies that are answering these questions say, well, not exactly, but, and they go, they start to squirm and they start to say all kinds of things which are often disingenuous. H2O Concepts, on the other hand, with their whole house water system, doesn't add salt to your water, doesn't make your water acidic, takes out the chlorine and contaminants in the shower, virtually eliminates hard water problems, and gives you great-tasting water, mountain-fresh spring water-like water, at every faucet in your home. If they say their systems just like H2O Concepts, ask them to prove it, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why it's the only system, the only water system I've ever trusted for my family's water. 
Now get a pen and paper ready because I'm going to tell you how you can save $800, be one of the first 10 callers, and get $800 off the purchase price. But only if you call right now. They're waiting for your phone call. They'll answer any questions that you may have at 623-582-5222. That's 623-582-5222. Be one of the first 10 callers. Save $800 on the H2O Concepts Whole House Water System, the one I have. 623-582-5222 for H2O Concepts. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Even better than a house call. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Dr. Bob Martin back. I want to wish all you dads out there happy Father's Day this weekend. Have a great time with your family. Let's get right back to uh, your phone calls and questions. Let's say hello next to Charlene. Charlene's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Charlene. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. I have a question. Okay. What can I do to decrease my high hemoglobin at the same time increase my iron stores? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to find a why. Pardon? We, we need to find out why your hemoglobin is high. And sometimes that's related to dehydration. You can be dehydrated, not drinking enough water or absorbing the water you're drinking. High hemoglobin can be caused by uh, vitamin B6 deficiency, can be caused by uh, diarrhea or loose stool, can be caused by adrenal dysfunction. There's a lot of reasons why uh, hemoglobin goes high. Even bre- if you have underlying breathing problems, let's say you have a history of smoking or asthma or emphysema, any one of those or a number of other things can cause the hemoglobin to be high. So you you need to look at, Charlene, the entire blood profile, not just your your complete blood count, which is very important, your CBC, where you're looking at your hemoglobin, your hematocrit, uh, your red blood cell count, your white counts. It, you, you need to look at the whole body, your liver enzymes, your blood sugar, your lipids, all of that. When was the last time you had a nutritional blood analysis performed? Uh, in August of uh, 2010. A nutritional blood analysis? Well, I don't know that it's nutritional, but it was a blood analysis. Well, it would have had to have been uh, analyzed by somebody who's board certified in clinical nutrition who's taken... Uh, you oh know, no, bl- no. Okay, so so in addition to your medical screening, which will show that you have this or that imbalance, then you need to get to what is the nutritional solution, if that's possible, to why this is occurring. And that same blood test that you're talking about, especially if you're bringing up iron, uh, I would wonder what your ferritin count is. I would wonder what your total iron binding capacity is. These are these are chemistries that a clinical nutritionist that's trained in this area would look for in order to see the bigger picture to give you, you know, advice as to how to rebalance an imbalanced body chemistry. So, if if you don't have somebody that you can go to yet, find somebody so that you can have the benefits of that type of analysis performed. That oh, would be that's- key. That's good news. I, I do believe in the nutritional aspect entirely, but uh, and I'm very, very careful with my nutrition, but I have no guidance. 
Well, that's it, and you you need guidance. You know, everybody has their their skill set, and if your doctor's not meeting those skill sets, you need to find somebody who can't. All right, Charlene, thank you for your phone call. Appreciate it. Everyone else, stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to tell you all about wisdom teeth, the fact that there's no evidence supporting their removal. Stay tuned. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. All right, let's get right back to work with your telephone calls and questions at 602-260-5394. That's the call-in phone number. When you hear somebody get on the air and hang up, dial in at 602-260-KFYI. Next up is Jeline. She's calling in from Chandler. Welcome to the program, Jeline. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. I do have a quick question. I okay. heard you say previously that liposuction was not really the answer, but then you said get on a on a regimen for mm-hmm. um, keeping it off. Well, I don't want to do liposuction. No, thank you. But I would like to know how can midriff bulbs get taken care of? Which is the best exercise for it? Okay. Well, when somebody has that midriff bulge that develops the, the midsection where you get the little t- when I, I, I got to admit, when I gain weight, that's the area of my body that my weight uh, starts expanding in. So I have to stay on top of my exercise regimen, and I also have to watch dietarily what I'm doing because my, uh, was it? my grandfather had diabetes, and therefore there's a weakness in the family of diabetes and metabolic syndrome. And if you tend to hold weight in your abdomen area, in the belly area, the abdominal area, you probably have the tendency of metabolic syndrome and the propensity to diabetes yourself. And that is a big problem because as I was speaking about uh, liposuction, how they go in and they suck up as much of the fat, the subcutaneous or just underneath the skin fat, but unfortunately, some people, after that regimen, they go back to thinking, okay, well, the fat's gone. I can just go back to my regular lifestyle. And they don't engage into vigorous exercise for at least four months and beyond. And all of a sudden, the visceral fat, the very dangerous deep fat that surrounds your belly, starts uh, going across and into and around your organs, putting you at a greater risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, and a whole bunch of other diseases we're just starting to learn about. So the best exercise to control belly fat is using uh, whole body exercise with focus and emphasis on the core abdominal muscles. And any trainer, any exercise physiologist or exercise person can teach you how to do uh, core abdominal exercises in conjunction with a whole body approach where you're using a combination, Jillian, of aerobic exercise, maybe 20% of your regimen, and maybe 80% uh, strength or resistance training with, again, focus on the abdominal area, the deep tissues in your abdominal area, your uh, oblique muscles, and all of those that in combination with knowing, J- Jeline, that if you continue to eat foods that have 
a high index value, a high glycemic index value, over 55. No matter how much exercise you do, core or otherwise, you're going to always struggle with belly fat. If you visit Starbucks and you drink the lattes that are full of 10 to 20 uh, teaspoons of uh, sugar, you're going to struggle with belly fat. If you eat the bagels and the cream cheese and the and the soda pops and the ice cream, you're going to struggle with belly fat until you stop doing that. Because those are the things, those simple sugars are the things that cause you to move triglycerides. Uh, You'll have a high triglyceride count. You'll have a low HDL. It's a whole pattern of things that people develop over time. As they age, these things start to manifest themselves. And exercise by itself is absolutely critical, but a combination of exercise and diet is a better way to go. I wanted to know, what about cardio? Oh, it must be there. Cardio is involved, has to be involved. About 20% of the your exercise regimen should be cardio or aerobic exercise. Yes, has to be there. Okay. 20% to maybe 80% resistance exercise where you're doing, you know, Pilates or, or crunches or doing something where you can really uh, increase your uh, muscle tone within the belly area so that you're able to metabolize and burn fat and not have that lay down in that area. And so you're mainly saying, why don't you go ahead and get on fruits and vegetables more than all that yummy stuff out there? <laughs> well, it's more fruits and vegetables. Yeah, yeah, of course. More fruits and vegetables, but you got to have the lean protein, too. You can't yeah. be without that, like fish and organically raised uh, chicken and turkey and and mm-hmm. and even uh, uh, beef if you can find healthy beef somewhere. I'm not opposed to that. But, you mm-hmm. see, people like yourself and me, because we're in the same boat because we tend to hold fat in the belly, we must have adequate protein all day long. And if, if veg- vegetarians, I could never be a true vegan. I mean, I've I've tried. Trust me, mm-hmm. I have to have a certain amount of you know animal protein. I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I don't eat lamb. Haven't for 35 years. But there are ways that you can get adequate protein into your diet without having to eat pork and dairy and and beef and everything else. There's better options where you're getting the good omega fats that have the ability to quell or reduce down inflammation. I am constantly trying to reduce inflammation, and you should be too, because the belly fat that we develop, uh, Jailene, is it increases your inflammatory load, which increases a whole number of diseases, including certain cancers. So being aware of that should help motivate within a certain range of their, you know, what their body type is and their weight is and how they look uh, maybe a year from graduating from high school. Dr. Bob, I, I read somewhere that you should have no more than 33 inches around your belly. Is that kind of what you would think? Or? Well, it, yes, there there are. Yeah, you're talking about the body mass index numbers. Uh, males, females, it's different. Your height, right. of course, has everything to do with your waist, but you yeah. should try to stay within a certain amount of body fat. Uh, that's just, that makes sense in, in, in women. Uh, it's probably around 28% body fat at the maximum end. And in men, it's probably around 18 to 20% maximum. That doesn't mean optimal. That means maximum. There are some men that have like, 
you know, that are very lean in tone. They have like 8%, 12% body fat. And there are some women who have, you know, 15, 16% body fat. And the less body fat you have, the more we know that it's displaced with lean muscle mass. And lean muscle mass is sort of a, a, a better carburetor and burner of the fats and the excessive calories that your body comes in contact with. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bob. You've given me the impetus to get going better again. I try, but I'm going to do it better. I know you can do it, Jailene. Stick with it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your phone call. Bye now. All right. That leaves another line open at 602-260-5394. 602-260-KFYI. We can't do anything about our genetics. One-third of everything that happens to us with health is is in stone, about a third. Some people believe less, 20% to 30-some percent, okay? But the rest of the schedule, maybe the 66 to 80% of it, we have control of. We can choose. We can make those good decisions, sort of like red light, green light. When you make a decision, let's see, I, I don't think I'm going to exercise today. That's like a red light. How about giving yourself the green light and go for it? And every time you think about eating some junk food that you shouldn't have, red light instead of green light, you'll be a lot better off. That's simple. I try that. I try to be as good as I can, but as we all know, the flesh is weak from time to time. Let me read something to you. Unwarranted surgery due to results of mammography. Mammograms add to cancer risk. Mammography exposes the breast to damaging ionizing radiation, high rates of false positives. Mammography's high rate of false positive test results wastes money and creates unnecessary emotional trauma, according to the Lancet Medical Journal, of the 5% of mammograms that suggest further testing up to 93% are false positives. The Lancet reports further noted that because of the great majority of positive screenings are false positives, these inaccurate results lead to unnecessary biopsies and other invasive surgical procedures that women don't need or want. And having read that, and having you now know that, ladies and gentlemen, because both men and women develop breast cancer, there are options There is one option that I am a fan of and have been since my early years of practice, way back in the late 70s, early 80s, when I had a nuclear medicine medical doctor coming into my office doing thermograms in my office. Now, then the equipment took up an entire room, 12 by 14 room. It was that large. Now they have it all digitalized and computerized. It's very small. It's much more accurate. And I send all thermograms to Dr. Shelton, Dr. Bruce Shelton. His medical staff performs a thermogram, which is a non-invasive, FDA-approved, inexpensive relative to other medical exams that helps detect and potentially helps him to teach his patients how to reverse problems that are picked up in this thermogram, which emits no radiation, but rather picks up infrared emissions coming off the skin, which helps display those in all kinds of different color metrics, which then the practitioner who is trained in this can say, okay, there's inflammation, there's congestion, there's pain, there's something wrong there, and here's what we need to do in order to correct it. And then you have another thermogram done to compare that going, oh, look how much better it is. Look at these colors. And by the way, doctor, I don't feel those lumps in my breast. I don't feel as much congestion in my chest. 
If you haven't had a thermogram, you should get a baseline thermogram. You'll be impressed with what is found and hopefully what isn't found, which is even more important. Call Dr. Bruce Shelton's office. He is double MD. That's Dr. Bruce Shelton, MD, MD. Get a thermogram. If you haven't had one in a while, get another one. Get a recheck. His office phone number is 602-504-1000. 602-504-1000. If you haven't had a thermogram, you're missing the boat as it relates to uh, exposing to a technology which is way ahead of its time. Thermography. Thermogram. Dr. Bruce Shelton's office. 602-504-1000. 602 504-1000. I'm Dr. Valley's number one health show with half the carbs. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. And a welcome back to the Bob Martin Show. Next hour, I want to alert you to the fact that I'm going to be talking about wisdom teeth. No evidence to support their removal. How many times have you heard that it's necessary to have one's wisdom teeth removed? Well, a a recent scientific review with respect to routine wisdom teeth removal claims no evidence exists. We'll have that for you coming up on the show today. Let's go back to your phone calls and questions. Next up, we say hello to Charlie. He's calling in from, uh, what's that say, Paulden on there, uh, Carlos? Wherever Paulden is. Welcome to the program, Charlie. Hello. Hi, sir. Um, I'm calling you to ask I'm very dehydrated, and I can't get up. I I can't get over it. And it's mm-hmm. been, they told me a while back that I had deplete, I had flushed my system totally, and told mm-hmm. me to drink Gatorade. And I've been drinking Gatorade. I just, I'm just thirsty all the time. I, I have to drink. Are you and taking I'm any medication? Are you taking pharmaceutical drugs right now, Charlie? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's probably the cause of it. I don't know. We're running out of time in this hour, but what I can tell you is have somebody bring you from the health food store something called Willard water. Willard water is a very hydrative concentrate, and you add it to the water, and it makes the water more absorbable, more assimilable. It makes the water wetter because it changes the surface tension in something called dines. So add the Willard water to the water you're drinking, Ask your doctor or a pharmacist which one of the medications you're taking that could be dehydrating you, or is there something else like diarrhea or something else going on? All right, Charlie, thank you for your phone call. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We've got another hour left of the Dr. Bob Martin Show and lots of interesting information we're going to share with you right after the top of the hour news. Stay with us. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 
The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Dr. Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information presented is educational in nature. Please consult your personal health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. Now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. Being my friend, I said you'd call Dr. Robin. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all, Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert. You're a new and better man, he helps you to understand, he does everything he can, Dr. Robert. If you're down, he'll pick you up, Dr. Robert. Take a drink from his special cup, Dr. Robert. Well, a very happy and healthy welcome to the first hour of the Dr. Bob Martin Show and a happy Father's Day weekend to all you dads in the audience today. My goal is to help as many people in our time block here. Saturdays we're on from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, There are people who are calling into the show right now. The lines are full and so if you're trying to get into the program, no reason to panic, get stressed, just sit back, listen to your radio, and when you hear somebody, get on the air and ask their health question or make their health comment and hang up. That's your trigger, your sign to call into the show. Hit your speed dial or call into the program. I want to help as many people out as we possibly can here on the show today. Now, before we go with uh, forward information that we're going to be talking about, let's talk about last week's health poll question. Uh, Thank you for participating in it. If you made the effort to go to my website and vote on last week's health poll question. And if you weren't around, the health poll question last week really had to do with uh, whether or not you believe your personal doctor orders tests, could be a blood test, could be an objective medical test or recommends pharmaceutical drugs or performs procedures he or she shouldn't that was the question do you believe your personal doctor orders tests recommends drugs or performs procedures he or she shouldn't yes or no the reason we ask that question before we get to the results is because uh, the problem is so big in the United States right now that many medical groups are finally starting to recognize that a lot of the excesses that are going on, a lot of the system that's broken, there is a relevance to uh, over-utilization on many, many fronts. Doctors are ordering tests and recommending drugs and procedures when they shouldn't. Not me saying that. The problem has become so serious that such groups as the American College of Physicians, The National Physicians Alliance and a coalition of medical societies in a project called Choosing Wisely have compiled lists 
lists of tests and lists of treatments that doctors themselves say are done way too often. And that's the reason we asked the question of you, the audience here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show. You have answered, and uh, the uh, results go like this. 57% of you said yes, you believe your personal doctor orders Tests, recommends drugs, and performs procedures he or she shouldn't, 57% of you. Whereas 43% of you said no, you don't think it's true. We're going to get into this uh, a little bit further as it relates to um, how to uh, manage chronic health problems and what uh, it kind of dovetails what uh, a conversation we're going to have, a certain conversation we're going to have about chronic health problems and what the state of Pennsylvania is doing to rein in a more conservative approach to chronic health problems as opposed to, you know, drug and cut first and ask questions later. Uh, We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up very shortly. And since we are on the subject of conservative care as it relates to health problems, did you read about a a recent study about how acupuncture may be able to help some people with breathing problems, chronic problems, chronic breathing problems like COPD, which stands for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. These are lung diseases like uh, uh, emphysema and uh, bronchitis chronically and asthma. Even after the person is sick for a long time with these different, what some people feel are irreversible lung function problems or damage, acupuncture once again comes through to help improve the breathing of people with these chronic lung diseases. That's what the researchers are showing. But if you go back in some of the research annals, you're going to find not only the how acupuncture helps chronic lung problems, but you're going to find that acupuncture successfully, without adverse side effects, helps people with headaches, with back pain, neck pain, people that are on the fence thinking about having knee surgery and shoulder surgery are able to be extricated from unnecessary surgery by having a conservative type of treatment that's over a 2,000-year-old healing art called acupuncture. I don't know why people are worried about it or uh, scared of acupuncture. I mean, my, my grandkids have had acupuncture. Children have acupuncture all over the United States every single day because why it's effective and it doesn't hurt (laughs) i mean it's very simple so if you're looking for a conservative healing art that does not use pharmaceutical drugs that all have some potential adverse side effect or just suffering or being exposed to surgeries that shouldn't be performed then look into medical acupuncture it works and it gets results and that's what matters And if you don't know anybody or don't trust anybody in your life that does medical acupuncture, you have Dr. Ahn, that's A-H-N, at the Ahn Clinic, a premier medical clinic. Dr. Ahn has practiced family medicine and acupuncture side-by-side for over 30 years for common health problems. I mentioned a list right there, but it could go on. Allergies, anxiety, depression, even insomnia. Check it out. Call and make an appointment if you haven't had medical acupuncture for your health problem. You're missing the boat. Dr. Ahn's phone number is 480-515-2000. 480-515-2000. Dr. Ahn, that's A-H-N, the Ahn Clinic, 
at 480-515-2000 website. Check him out at ahnclinic.org, theonclinic.org, Dr. On, for medical acupuncture. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. When your doctor isn't doing what you want, that's when he steps in. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFY, the Valley's Talk Station. From depression to how to manage and take vitamin D to from fibromyalgia to fatigue and all points in between, I am here to answer your health questions and give health advice. For those uh, people who are interested in a conservative approach, call into the program right now. Our phone number into the show is 602-260-5394. Be a health winner. If you're screened, stay patient on the phone. We're going to try to help as many people as we can. Again, the phone number is 602-260-KFYI. It's a sobering fact that more than 50% of Americans have some type of a chronic health problem. In fact, a finding from a Gallup poll says that 51% of all Americans suffer from some type of chronic health condition. It could be heart disease, it could be diabetes, it could be back pain, it's something. An alarming 66% of working Americans reported one or more chronic disease or recurring condition, and greater than 20% reported calling in sick at least one day and on average, six days in the past month alone. Folks, what the heck's going on here? We spend more on health care than any other nation in the world, have the highest percentage of a population of vaccinated people, yet more than half the population suffers from chronic disease. What's going on here? Well, there's a lot of dynamics to that. It's very complicated, but i got to tell you, I am encouraged, folks, and so should you. The state of uh, Pennsylvania is finally reining in what ought to happen as it relates to health care. Listen to this. This just occurred. The University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Health Plan, a health maintenance organization affiliated with the university's School of Medicine, and they are covering insurance. Uh, in 15 counties in western Pennsylvania, they've adopted a landmark guidelines. They put together these landmark guidelines for the management of j- just one condition, chronic low back pain. Now, as many of you know, some people go to surgery for a lot of all the wrong reasons. And before a candidate within this health maintenance organization uh, you know, run by or at least looked over by uh, the, the state of uh, Pennsylvania, candidates for spine surgery, for low back surgery, must receive prior to going under the knife uh, whether or not they have a medical necessity, which includes verification that the patient, before going under the knife, before having spinal surgery, which is a one-way street, you're never going to be the same, and it has a low percentage of uh, uh, results, 
they must show verification that they've tried and failed a three-month course of conservative management, some type of care aside from spinal surgery. They've got to go under conservative care first, like physical therapy, chiropractic care, even medication. They are uh, demanding, and I think this is the right thing to do, surgery candidates also must, must be graduates of the plan's low back pain health coaching program which basically means they've got to go through a program showing them how to manage their posture how to sleep how to lift how to stand how to sit all of those things in order to try to avert risky dangerous uh, and uh, poor poor outcome spinal surgery it's the first reported implementation of such a policy by a health care plan folks and it's about time uh, it is really over time, actually. Surgical procedures for low back pain performed without prior authorization will not be reimbursed at either uh, by either giving the specialist money or the hospital money. Way overdue. Now you could expand this out to not only uh, uh, you know offering those folks who are candidates for spinal surgery, they must go through either a three-month chiropractic program, physical therapy. I also think they need to be uh, be exposed to uh, acupuncture or massage therapy or naturopathic or homeopathic. Anything but surgery will be cost-effective in the long run because it's a one-way street with spinal surgery. Once it's botched, you're that way for life. Not a good thing. We're going to talk more about this and other things that may be considered in the future very shortly. Stand by. You're listening to the Dr. Bob Martin Show right here on News Talk 550 KFYI. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. All right, and I'm back in. You know, it's, it's about time. We were talking, if you're just tuning into the program, the state of Pennsylvania, the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center Health Plan, a large health maintenance organization, is finally reining in a philosophy wherein if a person must have spinal surgery, and it is sometimes necessary because even after conservative methods fail, there's always spinal surgery. But unfortunately, way too many people have back surgery when it's absolutely unnecessary. And had they undergone some form of conservative care, such as what is now being mandated before people go under the knife in this large health maintenance organization, uh, they are mandating that someone must try a conservative course of care, which may include chiropractic care, physical therapy, medication, a training course to teach people how to sleep, how to move, how to sit, etc. If they go through that and all things fail, then and only then will the maintenance health maintenance organization authorize spinal surgery because they know the pitfalls associated with and the results uh, 
by as a result of getting spinal surgery. It's poor, and the outcomes are poor, but when it's necessary, it's necessary. And I think that, ho- that same philosophy should hold true for other areas, and it's the hopefully it's the shape of things to come. It's about time, folks. You could apply this same philosophy, and it will be eventually. It has to be because the care of our bodies in the United States is bankrupting our country. Because why? We rely way too much on pharmaceuticals, and we rely way too much on surgery. It's not that they're unnecessary. They are necessary. They can save lives and improve quality of life. But way too often, uh, doctors engage patients on the level of giving pharmaceuticals and surgery when they're not necessary, when other conservative management should be explored and tried first. Conservative first. Liberal second, radical last. We have it completely upside down often in this country. This same situation is going on at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, their health plan, mandating conservative care first before considering chronic, before considering surgery for chronic low back pain ought to be applied to neck pain. It ought to be applied to uh, parents considering having their children have ear tubes for otitis media or tonsillectomies or hysterectomies wherein a woman is suffering from uterine fibroids or gallbladder removal. We could go right down the list. Heartburn or GERD, sinusitis, headaches, arthritis, carpal tunnel, sleep challenges, even ADHD. And sooner or later, as a country, we will get the clue that it is much less expensive and a lot safer to opt for conservative care in the form of anything other than pharmaceuticals. That is valid and that is safe. That is regulated. That works. Now, they're looking at, of course, in this case, one instance of one condition, chronic lower back pain, mandating that people must go through a conservative course of chiropractic care, and they know that they, uh, if they do, the chances are they're going to be able to avert spinal low back surgery or going through physical therapy or taking some type of medication or training to take care of their back. What I didn't see mentioned on here were, were other forms of healing arts, such as acupuncture, which ought to be included, naturopathy, which ought to be included, massage therapy, homeopathy. I can think of several others, but the idea is a forward-thinking idea. Rather than cut first, drug first, and ask questions later, they're at least understanding the cost efficiency of conservative care, not to mention you're not going to cripple somebody or maim them unnecessarily before you try conservative care. But it isn't just back pain that this should be applied to. There are many maladies and conditions, infirmities that are non-life-threatening that the same philosophy ought to be applied to. And the sooner we get to those, the better off we're going to be as a country. Okay, now then, let's get, excuse me, let's get to your phone calls and questions. On the program, if you'd like to join us, be a health winner if you're screened. Uh, be patient with your screen, <clears throat> meaning if you're on hold, we'll get to your call, and uh, we want to help as many people as we can. We're going to begin with today with Jan. She's calling in from Phoenix. Welcome to the Dr. Bob Martin Show, Jan. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Morning. I'm calling about my daughter. She's been having a, a terrible time since January. It started when she cut her finger while she was working at the sink. Okay. Thought nothing of it, just a cut, you know, treated it in the usual way, didn't go mm-hmm. away, kept spreading. 
She is now, since January, in severe burning pain, some itching, cannot use any of her fingers. They're all bandaged. She has what is euphemistically called a rash, but there are little pustules, Mm -hmm. but not pus coming out of it. They just break and, like, water comes out of them. She's been in the hospital a couple of times, had multiple, multiple um, antibiotics. They've called it shingles at one point, but it's and um, uh, fungus another time. The last one is now called MRSA. We don't know what to do. She is in agony. I need your help. Okay. Well, when you're dealing with, <coughs> excuse me, when you're dealing with rashes like this, you have to determine whether or not it's dermal or systemic. And it sounds like it's systemic because you can come in contact with soaps and cosmetics and pesticides and other other things which can just cause a topical or dermal irritation, a temporary rash that eventually abates over time. But in her case, it sounds like the entry mode or the vector was a cut, a wound. She came in contact with a microorganism. Uh, her system may have been compromised at the time or the organism was virulent enough to get a foothold and you know set up a perfect storm. Now we have a systemic problem. And all the king's people and all the king's men in medicine sounds like it's, they're not able to handle the problem. And that would cause me to give thought to, I wonder if sooner or later they'll want to uh, dismember her and or cut her hands off because there's an infection. And unfortunately, if it gets bad enough, that may have to happen, especially if it's a MRSA situation and some type of necrotizing fasciitis problem occurs. And this is why this is so dangerous to continue down this path after a series of antibiotics and all the things that are being done. And I'm glad that she's gone through this because often those procedures will work and avert some serious health problems. But it's not, and it's time to get out before the slippery slope is so steep and so deep that she finds herself so down and out due to the treatment process that's not working that there's no comeback. So in this case, because of the severity of the problem, she's going to most likely require some type of intravenous modification of her immune system to be able to stimulate an immune system uh, assault from her body's standpoint to whatever it is that's affecting her. And since the antibiotics and all the other care hasn't worked, it's time to look for and ask for and explore the possibility of advanced alternative medical care, which must include intravenous, uh, high doses of vitamin C and other nutrients. In fact, I would go with that along with uh, nano silver. It may include homeopathy included in that to stimulate the immune system. There's a lot of factors here that we're not going to be able to know about, Jan, because these are complicated issues. But the best thing I can do is just say to you, it's time for a referral outside of mainstream medicine. They've had their opportunity to help her, and it hasn't worked. And going down that same path, making the same mistake, uh, might not be a good idea or be in her best interest. So my suggestion is that based on what you're telling me so far, that she contact the doctors over at Sunridge Medical Center, go in for a consultation, see what they have to offer. They can do the intravenous IVs of high dosages of vitamins and remedies to stimulate her immune system, get her body back on track and being able to fight what is going on in a comprehensive, advanced, alternative medical way. 
That's what I would suggest because there's no remedy with the seriousness of her problem that I can say, well, go into the health food store and get X, Y, Z. She's too serious right now. I can tell by what you're telling me. Yes. So what that's what I would do. Sunridge, did you say? Yes, yeah, Sunridge Medical Center. Do you have their phone number? No, I don't. All right, let me grab it here real quick. <clears throat> they're also on the website at sunridgemedical.com might take a look at that. Now, they're the alternative, advanced alternative medical clinic we talk about for cancer and autoimmune disease. But this is a serious problem here, of course. Yes. Uh, their phone number is uh, 480-659-9135. 480-659-9135. In the meantime, I mean, she's got to get rest. She must, you know, do all the things that she can do to stay healthy so that this doesn't get any worse. But I would immediately today, they work on patients, by the way, on the weekends. They're working hard right now, most likely, on patients. I would call over there and find out what they have to offer and get started ASAP. Jan, thank you for calling on your daughter's behalf. That sounds like a serious problem that needs an immediate look-see from an advanced alternative medical viewpoint, and Sunridge can offer that. All right, folks, here's another guy who's on the cutting edge of his healing art. That would be Dr. Z or Dr. Zamani, we call him. Dr. Zamani sees patients on all kinds of level from a dental perspective. He's been trained at one of the premier dental medical schools called Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. Now, he does all aspects of dentistry that you would typically think of, but he also is very interested in what is called neuromuscular dentistry, where they evaluate the overall oral health by considering how your muscles in your, uh, in your face, your jaw area, your teeth, and the joints, your jaw joints, all work together. Because a lot of people who have migraine headaches or people who clinch and grind their teeth at night, or people who have difficulty chewing or sensitive teeth, they often have a condition called TMD, stands for temporal mandibular dysfunction, or TMJ, or temporal mandibular joint dysfunction. And it can be easily corrected if you've been trained in neuromuscular dentistry, such as how Dr. Z or Dr. Zamani has been trained. Using a myo-monitor, he can retrain the muscles in the jaw area and the facial area to relieve the pain associated with migraine headaches. Way too many people take way too much drug for migraine headaches and suffer way too long when this answer could be in their jaw joint. Call his office, make an appointment if you have grinding or clicking or cracking in your jaw joint or you have migraine headaches to find out if they're being triggered by a jaw joint, which has a lot of nerve receptors in it, both sides, how that could be triggering migraine headaches. His office phone number is 480-497-2000, 480-497-2000. And for all new patients, Dr. Bob Martin, first-time patients into his office, he offers a comprehensive dental examination and x-rays at his expense. That's a $200 value. Take him up on that generous offer. Dr. Z, or Dr. Zamani, 480-497-2000. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Well, the weekends are often a time when we go out and we shop for things that we're unable to get through the week because we're busy, and a lot of people take the opportunity during the weekend to shop for their vitamins, their supplements, their herbs, their natural cosmetics, and natural foods. Make sure you put Healthy Habit Health Foods on your list of places to visit this weekend to make sure that you will receive what you need at the lowest prices in town. You'll get the knowledgeable, friendly staff 
They'll give you the personal quality service you deserve. And I guarantee you they'll raise your expectation of what a health food store should be. That's Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, located at 6029 North 7th Street. That's 6029 North 7th Street in Phoenix, one block north of the intersection of 7th Street and Bethany Home Road on the east side of the street. I'm going to give you their phone number here because you can call them and find out what's going on in the store today. I noticed that I didn't receive a flyer from them this week as it relates to uh, a lecture or an event that may be going on in the store. Now, that may be just some type of a mix-up, but here's their phone number. Call them. Find out what's happening at Healthy Habit Health Foods today, 602-252-6000, They have everything we talk about here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show. They've got Cirque O2. They've got Vitapharmacus, Press Ashore. They carry Prevagen. They have Kyola Garlic and other fine products. That's Healthy Habit Health Foods in Phoenix, 6029 North 7th Street, phone number 602 602- Two five two six thousand. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Careful, the health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk five fifty KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Well, you probably heard about the surgical procedure liposuction, where they take this instrument, they poke a hole inside the skin, and they take this. Uh, this sucker looks like a, a big long tube and they suck out fat out of people's bodies liposuction you may have had liposuction yourself or know somebody who's had liposuction or maybe you've considered doing it for areas maybe you have those love handles or you have that muffin top or you have an area of your body you just like to go in because you've tried all the exercise you've tried all the crash diets you just want it sucked out once and for all well guess what liposuction causes a dangerous fat buildup just the opposite. For years, this pop- popular surgery, people have been wanting it. Unfortunately, health experts are now being uh, reminded about how dangerous it can be to fool Mother Nature. We'll tell you all about it after the break. Stay tuned. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Your life. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We can't help people who can't help themselves. Those are exactly the people we should be helping. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Ready to trade in that six-pack for six-pack abs? Confused by low-carb, no-carb diets? The doctor is in. Dr. Bob Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information on this show is educational in nature. Please consult your own health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. And now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. And here's what I can do for you. You call into the program, you have a health question or a problem, I give health answers. It's that straightforward, it's that simple. Our phone number into the show is 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. We'll get to phone calls and questions in just a little bit, but as I promised last hour, I wanted to talk about 
a subject that some of you have no idea about whatsoever. You're thinking, well, you know what, that fat that's around my waist, I've got a little bit of excessive fat in my thighs, I want to get that out of there, I've got the muffin top, I've got the pot belly, I, I just, I, I've tried every exercise there is under the sun, I've had gym memberships, nothing's worked, I've gone on crash diets, I've starved myself, nothing's working, maybe liposuction is the next thing I should try. I've seen it before, and people seem to be happy with it, but is it for me? Well, this may help you make a decision, folks. Liposuction might have a boomerang effect, might have a paradoxical effect. It's the opposite effect of what it's designed for. Women who have the popular plastic surgery procedure known as liposuction. I've seen this. I was watching, I think, a YouTube once, and watching this and i mean it was you know the person who obviously was lying there on the gurney on the surgical table being liposuctioned with this instrument that looked like this long tube that was inserted into the skin and into the soft tissues and they were just jamming it in there all over the place like a rake back and forth and back and forth and back and forth it looked it looked like it was painful and they were sucking fat out of their abdominal area and it just seemed weird to me and i thought there's got to be something wrong with it that's too easy there's just there's, there's got to be some downside to this just to think that you know you can just ignore all the rules uh, of mother nature and all the rules of physiology and not exercise and overeat and and all of that and then just eventually go in and have somebody suck out the fat that you accumulate for a rainy day that never comes well women and for that matter, men who have the popular plastic surgery procedure known as liposuction may be trading one form of fat for another, as a new study reveals that the sudden removal of abdominal fat seems to trigger a buildup of fat around the internal organs. Now, I've had two people that I know, friends' wives, who have both had liposuction surgery and of course they came to me and asked me of my opinion before having it and i said well i i think it's risky i think there's gonna there's always some downside there's always going to be something we learn about these things after the fact are you willing to take those kinds of risks both chose to take the risks now unfortunately i have uh, forwarded this article to them about how liposuction type of fat for another fat, and the fat you're trading for is a much more dangerous fat than the fat that you got rid of temporarily. At issue, the, their researchers in Brazil said it is an apparent trade-off between two kinds of fat with the removal of what is called subcutaneous fat that's just under the surface fat, spurring the growth of another type of fat which is what accumulates after the subcutaneous under-the-surface fat is removed, that is then followed up by the body infiltrating a type of fat into the area called visceral fat. We've talked about visceral fat on this show many times. Now, subcutaneous fat located directly under the skin is the primary target of this surgical procedure called liposuction. But visceral fat wraps itself around the internal organs and its accumulation has been strongly linked to a much, much higher risk of developing 
heart attacks, heart disease, diabetes, uh, and a whole lot of other conditions this dangerous visceral fat can generate. Here's the good news. The same research team found that liposuction patients who adopted an exercise program shortly after surgery both enjoyed the benefits of the abdominal fat removal while largely preventing the post-surgical growth of visceral fat. Now, I'm not advocating liposuction surgery, but for God's sake, if you do it at all, make sure you are on a very strict exercise program after the time that you can actually start on it after the surgery to keep this dangerous visceral fat or V-fat from growing in and around your organs that can cause catastrophic health problems down the road. A four-month supervised exercise program prevented this compensatory visceral fat increase, increased uh, uh, fat-free mass and improved physical capacity with uh, uh, and uh, insulin sensitivity. But ultimately, the message takeaway is um, these types of fats that people want to have sucked out in their midsection or their upper abdomen or lower abdomen area legs is slow, it's cumulative, it's caused by a sedentary lifestyle substantially and eating too many calories and not burning those calories. Now we're all, uh, you know, either blessed or cursed with certain genetic dispositions and yes I know some people can eat all the junk food and not exercise and look like that slim trim model and others exercise their full heads off and accumulate fat and certain I understand I've heard it all but liposuction if you are not careful you trade one type of fat a subcutaneous fat for a very dangerous fat infiltration after the surgery particularly if you don't get with a very disciplined exercise program and stick with it for the rest of your life. All right, we're going to get to your phone calls and questions. If you're on hold right now, Gary and Tammy and Bill and Sandy and all the rest of you at 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI, be patient. We'll get to your calls coming up very shortly. Ask most Arizonans why they don't drink water, and they'll say, my water tastes terrible. I said that at one time. When I moved into the state of Arizona and took the first drink out of a faucet, it was terrible. It was horrendous. I spit it out. Believe me, folks, I get it. Arizona water does taste terrible. It's nasty. It's gross. But the answer isn't water softeners that add salt under the sink reverse osmosis systems that make water too acidic to drink and most don't do anything to the water your family showers or bathes in. And that's why I've only trusted my whole house water system from H2O Concepts for my family's water for years. H2O Concepts whole house water system doesn't add salt to your water, doesn't make your water acidic, takes out chlorine and contaminants in the shower virtually eliminates hard water problems and gives you great tasting water at every faucet in your home and for you grandparents what better gift could you give your children and grandchildren than the gift of good health i.e. pure water and h2o concepts is the most tested and certified system available so if the water softener or reverse osmosis guys say their system is just like H2O Concepts. Ask them to prove it and see what they say. <laughs> That'll be interesting. 
Now get a pen and paper because I'm going to tell you how you can save $800, be one of the first 10 callers and get $800 off the purchase price of an H2O Concepts whole house water system. The one this doctor has. Call right now. 623-582-5222. 623-582-5222. Be one of the first 10 callers. Save $800 on the H2O Concepts whole house water system. 623-582-5222. They're there right now. And they're able to answer all your questions you may have related to water and water systems. Which one's the best? Any questions? And you'll save $800 on the system by calling right now if you're one of the first 10 callers. 623-582-5222 for H2O Concepts. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. A doctor who will really listen and not just assume here in Nutcase. It's Dr. Bob Martin on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Welcome back to the Dr. Bob Martin Show. I thank you for tuning into the program and telling others to do the same thing. We're here every Saturday morning for you from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. And then on Sunday, jot this down, you can turn around Sunday morning, wake up early, 6 o'clock. The nationally syndicated version of this program airs on our brother radio station just down the hall. Just remember to tune your radio to AM 910 starting at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Also, you can uh, choose to friend me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter by going to my personal website at drbobmartin.com. To the phones we go and more health questions. They just keep on coming. Next, we say hello to Sandy. She's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Sandy. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, I've been on 10 milligrams of Lipitor for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a family history of high cholesterol, uh, heart attacks. Both my dad and my grandfather died of a heart attack in their early 70s. My brother had quadruple bypass in his late 40s. Um, but I, I haven't been comfortable being on a statin, you know, with, with everything that you hear now. And um, I do eat healthier. I'm not overweight. Um, I exercise about an hour a day. So recently I talked to my doctor about perhaps uh, switching to red yeast, right? Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, red yeast rice. That's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and uh, she was willing to try that. And what she wanted to do was for me to go off Lipitor, for three months, um, you know, not take anything, test my cholesterol, see where it's at, and if it was if it was higher, then you know perhaps go to the red yeast instead of uh, Lipitor. Try that for three months and see where we're at. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, six months ago, my total cholesterol was 196. Um, after being off Lipitor for three months, I just got my labs this week, and my new number is 303. Mm-hmm. So in the message that I got with my labs, she said she she wrote a prescription for Lipitor, you know, to pick that up. So, I mean, I don't really want to go back on statins, but with my family history, with a number at 303, mm-hmm. 
What do you think? Well, that's your total cholesterol. What is the HDL part of that, and what is the LDL part of that? Do you the know? The HDL you was 54. The LDL was 223. Yeah, that's really okay. That's not good. Well, your doctor, at least your doctor, it sounds like your doctor is open-minded, and I like that. These doctors who say my way or the highway, uh, you know, you people have to make decisions at that point. They're not right. willing to work with people. It sounds like your doctor is reasonable. She, uh, your doctor's listening, and they'll do the best in you know in in on behalf of you if they believe it's the case. But I would say before we get started on the cholesterol, I want to make sure your doctor's running inflammatory panels, and not just cholesterol. But does your doctor run homocysteine, which is critical to a person who has this kind of a genetic inflammatory possible process going on? homocysteine that needs okay. to be run on you okay. the same thing holds true with um with somebody that makes this kind of genetic types of cholesterol and that's what you have a, you have a very strong family history of uh, hyperlipidemia you need to have your c-reactive protein checked this is a an inflammatory marker that's easily measured in blood right. and by virtue of that you'll know if that's an, an issue because if that's high your body will make cholesterol to compensate for it. Or maybe there's a, your, your fibrinogen should be tested, the viscosity of your blood, to see where you're at with that. It, there's more to the story than cholesterol is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. And so, you know, then I, I say, okay, fine. Well, it, is red yeast rice comparable? Yes, it is a form of statin. It's just not a synthetic statin. Right. Can it work? Absolutely. Can we take it down from 303 way down? Of course it can you also have to monitor somebody who's on, on red yeast rice and make sure they're taking CoQ10 at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's a monumental error to either take a synthetic or a natural statin without taking a goodly amount of coenzyme Q10 because that's what is depleted as you take the synthetic statin. And that's something you don't want to have depleted in your body. All your muscles rely upon it. It's a potent antioxidant. And so if you're going to take... Uh, a red yeast rice, take CoQ10 along with it. You should also look into taking uh, kyolic garlic. Uh, again, this is available in the health food store. It's not just red yeast rice. It should be, it should be uh, red yeast rice along with CoQ10, along with kyolic garlic, and other things like omega-3 oils need to be implemented here. There are other herbs that are, have been used successfully to lower cholesterol. That, of course, is provided that your diet is good, you're not smoking, you're exercising, and it sounds like all of that is good. So now we just have to get on a regimen that works, and I think you'll be a whole lot better off, and that's when your doctor should remeasure after that. All right, thank you for your phone call, Sandy. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We're coming right back with more of the Dr. Bob Martin Show right here on News Talk 550 KFYI. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob Martin back with you. And let's get right back to work with your telephone calls and questions on our open line segment here on the show where people call in to get healthy advice at someone else's expense. I help you become your own doctor most of the time. And I've been accused of giving good mouth to ear health resuscitation. 
guilty as charged. Back to the phones we go. Uh, let's say hello next to Gary. And Gary is calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Gary. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Go ahead, sir. Yes, listen, I have been diagnosed with uh, a torn meniscus in my knee. Mm-hmm. And uh, the orthopedic surgeon told me that uh, the only way to curve that or to to uh, repair that was through surgery. Is that correct? Well, it depends on the degree of the tear. It depends on the degree of the problem. Um, not always. Uh, there are certain circumstances where a torn meniscus can self-repair. depends on the person. Now, remember, because of the fact that you're weight-bearing into that joint, and that joint is uh, being subjected to a lot of torsion and twisting and turning and constant stress on it, how does a an injured or wounded soft tissue ever heal if it's always got some type of a tug going on to it, some type Correct. of a chronic right. irritation? So that therein lies part of the the stress. If it's not a complete, uh, 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 you know, a complete tear, a complete dissection of that area where it's completely torn off, uh, and there's a slight tear, I've seen the uh, tears come back, but. The person has to be very careful with what they're doing. You have to have all things uh, in, a, in a perfect alignment, meaning that you have to have ample amounts of vitamin C in your body to f- form new collagen so that area has the ability to repair itself. You have to have ample supply of a mineral called manganese in your body so that that can also help the repair process of any torn soft tissue such as a, a ligament. Or you've got to uh, also make sure that uh, you've got some type of intake of hyaluronic acid, which can help, or some of the glucosamine products can help in this regard. Meaning uh, here, Gary, that you, you're putting in the raw materials that your body needs to repair this torn tissue that you may otherwise be, be deficient in. Now, the reality is is that arthroscopic surgery with uh, knee repair like this has come a long way. It's a lot more efficient. It's a lot less invasive. It's, it's, it's good when the time comes when nothing else on a conservative level helps. I would, however, not rule out uh, trying acupuncture as a means by which to try to uh, relieve and stimulate the healing process within the area while you're uh, augmenting the additional nutrients that I just mentioned, the vitamin C, the manganese, the hyaluronic acid, the glucosamine. You might want to use a knee brace uh, to support the knee so that if you do have to move about, you're not as likely to irritate it or exacerbate the problem. And further... There are the the discs or the meniscus in the knee can actually bulge out. It can bulge medially and it can bulge laterally, the meniscus, and it can, when it's bulged, put a uh, continued tension and torsion and stress and inflammation into the knee joint, and that deserves a an evaluation of somebody who can actually readjust the meniscus pads in the knee into their proper juxtaposition. If you have uh, misaligned the knee in some way slightly, subluxed the knee in some fashion, where the disc of the knee is extruding or protruding uh, either medially, meaning to the inside, or laterally to the outside, that can actually be adjusted back into its proper position, taking pressure off of it, 
allowing the healing process to move forward. And for that, Gary, you would want to visit a doctor of chiropractic who is trained in activator methods. Activator methods. This is somebody that is has been certified in activator methods. So don't rule out on a conservative level acupuncture, chiropractic. Uh, you want to make sure that your pelvis is uh, in alignment because if one side of your hip is uh, misaligned where one leg is short, one leg is long, that can happen. People walk around, don't their knees up. It stresses their lower back. All the muscles that uh, you know converge at the knee from the hip. Uh, can also be stressed and can add to the dilemma that you have disallowing the healing process. Now, the orthopedic surgeon in his or her mind believes that in the absence of uh, surgery, you're not going to heal. But what if these non-surgical techniques and suggestions that I'm saying here were employed for six, eight weeks routinely, and you did your job by making sure that your resting, bracing, icing, supporting the knee, what if this was able to actually mend itself in six weeks, uh, you know, and you, you, and you don't require the surgery? You'll be better off. Whereas after the end of six or eight weeks, your, your knee is still hurting, it's not better. You can always do the surgery. This is not a life-threatening problem that you have to panic and get into right now even though it might be inhibiting you to some degree and maybe uh, impacting your quality of life, what if these conservative measures can, in fact, help this heal, depending on the degree of the tear? Wouldn't you want to try that first? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, It's been, it's been a year since my knee's been giving me problems. And I'm a painter. I paint houses. I'm up and down ladders all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have the option to not... Worse. Has it been has it been getting worse or is it stationary better? Yeah, it got, it, it, you know, I never really injured it. It just started to hurt a little bit, and then mm-hmm. it got worse and worse and worse. And I started wearing okay. a brace okay. and, and and icing it, and it's been a lot better. But it's been nearly a year, and it's it's still quite painful to the you know when I when I twist it or move it a certain way. Sure. Uh, and uh, and uh, and so I decided it's, it's impacting my work, and so. I've taken glucosamine. Unless there's a, a better glucosamine than others, I know that there are thousands of brands, and I don't know which is the best or not. You know. Well, uh, that's just one factor. The, to me, yeah. the most important thing right now for you is biomechanical. You know, where right. are the pads in the knee? Have you tried the acupuncture? Have you seen the car? Those are the two most important things. Then after that would be the manganese, the vitamin C, the hyaluronic acid, okay. the glucose. I mean, okay. sometimes, Gary, these can be uh, taken in formulations. You don't have to take them. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not. They're often in a formulation that you can find in the health food store that have all the goodies in it. You tell them okay. what the problem is, and they'll help you find it. But see the, chi- see the chiropractor to make sure the biomechanics right. It's just like seeing the auto mechanic and they go, oh, yeah, you've got a nail in your tire. Let's pull the nail out. Now we right. can patch the tire and it can get better well the same thing applies if your knee meniscus is jammed and locked in a wrong position there you'll never get well no matter how many uh, pills potions and powders you're going to take or if there's some energetic problem in that area that only acupuncture can help relieve and reroute that's the treatment to do in order to get better okay but you sound like a candidate for that. You sound like a perfect candidate because now you have a very chronic problem that's not getting worse. It's not getting better. It has actually gotten better with some of the things you've done, bracing and icing. So I think take it a step further before considering surgery. Okay. Thank you very much. 
You're welcome. Thank you for your okay. call. I just, you know, I, when when people like Gary call, Gary appreciate your call. When a person like Gary calls in, I just wonder about all the people who have gone to surgery unnecessarily because they panicked, because they were impatient with their body. Gary is hung in there. He just hasn't had the opportunity to tell him it's okay to consider other forms of healing arts. He's getting one story, and that's surgery and only surgery. And, yes, you should leave surgery on the table because he may have to have surgery ultimately. But why not try a non-surgical approach first? He hasn't. He should. All right, speaking of a a non-surgical procedure, and why it is that some dentists are not trained the same and don't have the same philosophy. We now know, according to research and science, that most of us, the vast majority of us, like somewhere around 70 to 80, 80, 85 percent of us, have some degree of gum disease and periodontal disease. It's true. The reason we brush our teeth every day and floss, or at least we should, and see the dental hygienist and dentist is to prevent future Tooth problems, gum problems. So we we keep our entire te- our entire array of teeth for a lifetime. We are it is capable of doing that. But when you don't have that going on, or the stacking up of the organisms that generate periodontal or gum disease get out of control, that's when you have irreversible damage to your gums and teeth. You can even lose the teeth, go to dentures, and need dental implants down the road. Not only that. Your oral cavity is a pathway to increasing the possibility of the development and the exacerbation of diabetes, heart disease, even blood pressure problems, and atherosclerosis. The key is taking care of your oral cavity, taking the best care of your mouth. Here's the good news. Dr. Zamani, with training from Tufts University Dental Medicine School and his highly trained dental hygiene professionals, are extremely qualified, very qualified, to take care of all your dental oral needs, from routine cleanings to complex and aesthetic dentistry. Dr. Zamani and his team use state-of-the-art digital and laser technology to diagnose your oral condition. They also have the ability to employ dental laser technology, which can take care of your hygiene needs and can get your gums and teeth taken care of and looking their very best. The dental periodontal laser especially allows procedures to be done much more effectively and oftentimes in less time with little or no discomfort. Dr. Zamani is offering my listeners, that would be you, a $200 comprehensive dental exam and x-rays at his expense. In other words, it's free. $200. New patients going into Dr. Zamani's office that are listeners of this show. Experience gentle dentistry the way it should be. Quit putting off taking care of your oral health. Call Dr. Zamani's office. Make an appointment. 480-497-2000. 480-497-2000 for Dr. Zamani. We call him Dr. Z for short. 480-497-2000. I'm Dr. Bob. Sounds great. Less filling. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Let's get back to work with telephone calls and questions on our open line segment here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show, talking on the subject of health, your health. Next, we say hello to Aaron. Aaron's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Aaron. Hello. Hey, how are you, Dr. Bob? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So my wife has cystic fibrosis, which, you know, has a 
lot of effects on her. Um, yes. One thing that we've been taking some consideration to and wanted to get a little bit more information or possibly a different solution is essential oils for the mm-hmm. treatment of cystic fibrosis. Yes. So well, I wondered <coughs> what your opinion was and if that's the right kind of supplement treatment to use because obviously you mean, we have... You mean, to- you mean top? Are you talking topical, Aaron? Um, yeah, topical essential oils. I mean, I know there are some ingested essential oils as well. Yes, but. correct. Well, you want to get, you want to make sure you're getting a pure one, because there are some companies that use solvents in these essential oils. I'm a big fan of essential oils, and particularly for breathing problems, I like frankincense oil. But when you start an essential oil, topically or internally, do a little bit at a time to make sure there's no adverse or allergic reaction. A little bit at a time. Then wait wait a little bit. See if there's any allergic response. If not, go for it. I see no problem. I love essential oils. Lavender, eucalyptus, and especially frankincense for the kind of problems she has. All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Coming right back, hour number three of the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Straight ahead, we'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. It's the weekend. Be good to yourself. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Dr. Martin is a chiropractic physician, a board-certified clinical nutritionist, and diplomate of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. The information presented is educational in nature. Please consult your personal health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issues. Now, on News Talk 550 KFYI, it's Dr. Bob. Being my friend, I said you call Dr. Robert. Day or night, he'll be there any time at all. Dr. Robert, Dr. Robert, you're a new and better man. He helps you to understand. He does everything he can. Dr. Robert, if you're down, he'll pick you up. Dr. Robert. Take a drink from his special cup, Dr. Robert. Dr. Robert. Welcome or welcome back to the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Thank you for tuning into the program. And uh, if you're out and about today and you miss a little, you're going to miss a lot. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Coming up, we're going to talk about how chewing gum can make you stupid. And later on in the program, the top 10 toxic food ingredients that may be poisoning your body and you don't even know it. And we've got a lot of other topics and your phone calls coming up as well at 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. Well, how does chewing gum? Chewing gum, one of the oldest candies and used by many ancient civilizations for various reasons. The average American will chew 300 sticks of gum a year. But how does chewing gum possibly impair your memory? Well, previous studies have suggested that chewing gum was helpful in improving memory recall. However, results of a recent set of experiments at Cardiff University suggest that this is not the case and that chewing gum actually impairs short-term memory. The researchers conducted experiments to investigate the impact of chewing gum on short-term memory. First, 40 students were asked to vigorously chew flavorless gum and remember a sequence of seven randomly ordered letters. A smaller sample group were then asked to repeat the experiment, but chew naturally. 
For the second experiment, the students were asked to chew flavorless gum and were asked to identify the missing item in a sequence. Both experiments showed that chewing gum impaired recall of order and items identified, both of which are fundamental aspects of short-term memory. And as I'm reading that, I'm just wondering, well, what was in the uh, gum? Flavorless or not, there's something in it. And I'm wondering if uh, they had used, like, spry gum, the one that I often use because it has xylitol in it, which will help fight bacterial buildup on your teeth and fight gum disease because of something called competitive inhibition, whereas the bugs, the germs, the bacteria cannot cling to your gums and your teeth, therefore not create the problems. But if you don't like chewing gum and this worries you that it may, in fact, impair your memory, you can always use the mints and other things that are available in the health food stores. Check it out. All right, let's go back to your telephone calls now and questions here on the Dr. Bob Martin Show at 602-260-5394. We're going to say hello. It's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Tammy. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob Martin. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. What can I do for you? Okay. Um, I have been just um, researching, um, you know, hormones, and I rolled out synthetic hormones, of course, but I've been really um, reading about these bi- bioidentical hormones. Bioidentical, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I, I was wondering what your opinion was on that and um, if, you know, what you have to say about that. Oh, I'm a big fan of it because bioidentical hormones are those hormones that are identical in structure, but they are from plant-derived elements. In other words, most of the synthetic hormones are from animal, as in the the urine of a pregnant uh, horse. And when you're talking about bioidentical hormones, you're talking about plant hormones that are similar to humans without the side effects, without the blood clotting, without the cancerous effects, without the heart attack effects. These are the pitfalls that you see with the synthetic analog hormones. But if there is hormone issues, Tammy, the first thing to do is to get tested to find out where the imbalances exist. Maybe, uh, you know, if you want to do this in a little bit more of an, uh, in an objective way, a little bit more clinical way, you'd want to see a practitioner who has the ability to give you a kit, a kit that you can put saliva into at home, and then send it into a laboratory that does measurements of your saliva to measure three estrogens, your progesterone, your testosterone, and your DHEA. And once those findings are available, then a program can be initiated using bioidentical hormones, whether it be estrogen or progesterone or testosterone. That's one way to do it. The other way is a shotgun approach, which some people choose to do. It's it's safe, but I've seen... Uh, people go overboard on it, and then they have really extremely high progesterone levels because they lather it on every day without measuring it. I have found women uh, doing these tests that have had excessive progesterone into the thousands when it should be no higher than in the hundreds, and I'm talking 5,000 and higher. And we worry about what kind of an effect that will have on them long term. So you know, if, if, if you're so inclined to use bioidentical hormones, pick up everything you can, pick up some of Suzanne Summers' books, educate yourself, and then find health care providers who can order 
because it requires a physician's licensure to order these laboratory tests for salivary hormones and somebody who can interpret it and then give you the advice as to which ones to take, how much to take, and how long to take it. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah. In fact, that's who I've been um, looking. I was reading her book, Suzanne Summers, and she's the one who introduced me to it. Great. Um, I just, you know, was leery of any, you know, hormonal treatments, you know, because it seems unnatural to me to, you know, do something that nature's not doing. But it, it started to sound good to me, so I wanted to hear your opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. I, I hope that helps you out. Yes, it did, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for your phone call. Okay, bye-bye. Bye now. All right, as Tammy leaves the program, your opportunity opens up to call into the show right now. My goal is to help as many people as possible. If you get on, uh, if you're successful get, getting through to the program, and Carlos, my co-pilot of the show, screens you, takes down your name and and your, the city you're calling from, by all means, be patient, be a health winner, hang on, and we'll get to as many calls as we possibly can. Our number into the show again is 602-260-5394 or 260-KFYI. Folks, it's taken me years of explaining the dangers of adding salt to your water with old-fashioned water softeners and drinking acidic reverse osmosis water, but people are starting to ask the water softener and reverse osmosis people the tough questions. We're talking about those people who peddle the water softeners, the salt conditioner systems, and the RO systems. They're the ones who peddle these systems, they're starting, my audience is starting to ask them the tough questions, like, does your system add salt to my water? Do Does your uh, reverse osmosis system make my water too acidic to drink? Does your system take out chlorine and contaminants in the water my family bathes and showers in? Does your system take care of my hard water problems? And does your system give me great tasting water at every faucet? Not just one, but every faucet. So I don't have to buy expensive bottled water. Those are the tough questions my audience is starting to ask these peddlers of salt and acidic water. And guess what the answer is? Well, no. But our uh, uh, the H2O concept system does what you need and what I want. Uh, and, and there, of course, the companies that are answering these questions say, well, not exactly, but, and they go, they start to squirm and they start to say all kinds of things which are often disingenuous. H2O Concepts, on the other hand, with their whole house water system, doesn't add salt to your water, doesn't make your water acidic, takes out the chlorine and contaminants in the shower, virtually eliminates hard water problems, and gives you great-tasting water, mountain-fresh spring water-like water, at every faucet in your home. If they say their systems just like H2O Concepts, ask them to prove it, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why it's the only system, the only water system I've ever trusted for my family's water. Now get a pen and paper ready because I'm going to tell you how you can save $800, be one of the first 10 callers, and get $800 off the purchase price. But only if you call right now. They're waiting for your phone call. They'll answer any questions that you may have at 
623-582-5222. That's 623-582-5222. Be one of the first 10 callers. Save $800 on the H2O Concepts Whole House Water System, the one I have. 623-582-5222 for H2O Concepts. I'm Dr. Bob Martin. Even better than a house call. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. Dr. Bob Martin back. I want to wish all you dads out there happy Father's Day this weekend. Have a great time with your family. Let's get right back to uh, your phone calls and questions. Let's say hello next to Charlene. Charlene's calling in from Mesa. Welcome to the program, Charlene. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. I have a question. Okay. What can I do to decrease my high hemoglobin at the same time increase my iron stores? Mm-hmm. Well, we got to find a why. Pardon? We, we need to find out why your hemoglobin is high. And sometimes that's related to dehydration. You could be dehydrated, not drinking enough water or absorbing the water you're drinking. High hemoglobin can be caused by uh, vitamin B6 deficiency, can be caused by uh, diarrhea or loose stool, can be caused by adrenal dysfunction. There's a lot of reasons why uh, hemoglobin goes high. Even if you have underlying breathing problems, let's say you have a history of smoking or asthma or emphysema, any one of those or a number of other things can cause the hemoglobin to be high. So you, you need to look at, Charlene, the entire blood profile, not just your, your complete blood count, which is very important, your CBC, where you're looking at your hemoglobin, your hematocrit, uh, your red blood cell count, your white counts. It, you, you need to look at the whole body, your liver enzymes, your blood sugar, your lipids, all of that. When was the last time you had a nutritional blood analysis performed? Uh, in August of uh, 2010. A nutritional blood analysis? Well, I don't know that it's nutritional, but it was a blood analysis. Well, it would have had to have been uh, analyzed by somebody who's board certified in clinical nutrition who's taken... Uh, oh know, no, bl- no. Okay, so so in addition to your medical screening, which will show that you have this or that imbalance, then you need to get to what is the nutritional solution, if that's possible, to why this is occurring. And that same blood test that you're talking about, especially if you're bringing up iron, uh, I would wonder what your ferritin count is. I would wonder what your total iron binding capacity is. These are these are chemistries that a clinical nutritionist that's trained in this area would look for in order to see the bigger picture to give you, you know, advice as to how to rebalance an imbalanced body chemistry. So, if if you don't have somebody that you can go to yet, find somebody so that you can have the benefits of that type of analysis performed. That oh, would be that's- key. That's good news. I, I do believe in the nutritional aspect entirely, but uh, and I'm very, very careful with my nutrition, but I have no guidance. Well, that's it, and you, you need guidance. You know, everybody has their, their skill set, and if your doctor's not meeting those skill sets, you need to find somebody who can. All right, Charlene, thank you for your phone call. Appreciate it. Everyone else, stay tuned. When we come back, I'm going to tell you all about... 
wisdom teeth, the fact that there's no evidence supporting their removal. Stay tuned. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. Caution. The health talk show you're about to enjoy is extremely hot. Hey, doctor. Glad you're back. It's the Dr. Bob Martin Show. The information presented on the show is educational in nature, and the opinions expressed are those of the host. Please consult your health care provider regarding your personal health and wellness issue. Now on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station, it's Dr. Bob. All right, let's get right back to work with your telephone calls and questions at 602-260-5394. That's the call-in phone number. When you hear somebody get on the air and hang up, dial in at 602-260-KFYI. Next up is Jalene. She's calling in from Chandler. Welcome to the program, Jalene. Hello. Hi, Dr. Bob. I do have a quick question. I heard you say previously that liposuction was not really the answer, but then you said get on a on a regimen for mm-hmm. um, keeping it off. Well, I don't want to do liposuction. No, thank you. But I would like to know how can midrib bulge get taken care of? Which is the best exercise for it? Okay. Well, when somebody has that midriff bulge that develops the, the midsection where you get the little, t- when I, I, I gotta admit, when I gain weight, that's the area of my body that my weight, uh, starts expanding in. So I have to stay on top of my exercise regimen and I also have to watch dietarily what I'm doing because my, uh, was it my grandfather had diabetes and therefore there's a weakness in the family of diabetes and metabolic syndrome. And if you tend to hold weight in your abdomen area, in the belly area, the abdominal area, you probably have the tendency of metabolic syndrome and the propensity to diabetes yourself. And that is a big problem because as I was speaking about uh, liposuction, how they go in and they suck up as much of the fat, the subcutaneous or just underneath the skin fat, but unfortunately, some people, after that regimen, they go back to thinking, okay, well, the fat's gone. I can just go back to my regular lifestyle. And they don't engage into vigorous exercise for at least four months and beyond. And all of a sudden, the visceral fat, the very dangerous deep fat that surrounds your belly, starts uh, going across and into and around your organs, putting you at a greater risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, and a whole bunch of other diseases we're just starting to learn about. So the best exercise to control belly fat is using uh, whole body exercise with focus and emphasis on the core abdominal muscles. And any trainer, any exercise physiologist or exercise person can teach you how to do uh, core abdominal exercises in conjunction with a whole body approach where you're using a combination, Jillian, of aerobic exercise, maybe 20% of your regimen, and maybe 80% uh, strength or resistance training with, again, focus on the abdominal area, the deep tissues in your abdominal area, your uh, oblique muscles, and all of those that in combination with knowing, Jalene, that if you continue to eat foods that have a high index value, a high glycemic index value, over 55, no matter how much exercise you do, core or otherwise, you're going to always struggle with 
belly fat. If you visit Starbucks and you drink the lattes that are full of 10 to 20 uh, teaspoons of uh, sugar, you're going to struggle with belly fat. If you eat the bagels and the cream cheese and the and the soda pops and the ice cream, you're going to struggle with belly fat until you stop doing that. Because that those are the fat. things, those simple sugars are the things that cause you to move triglycerides. Uh, you'll have a high triglyceride count. You'll have a lo- low HDL. It's a f- whole pattern of things that people develop over time. As they age, these things start to manifest themselves. And exercise by itself is absolutely critical, but a combination of exercise and diet is a better way to go. I wanted to know, what about cardio? It, oh, it must be there. Cardio is involved, has to be involved. About 20% of the your exercise regimen should be cardio or aerobic exercise. Yes, has to be there. Okay. 20% to maybe 80% resistance exercise where you're doing, you know, Pilates or, or crunches or doing something where you can really uh, increase your uh, muscle tone within the belly area so that you're able to metabolize and burn fat and not have that lay down in that area. And so you're mainly saying, why don't you go ahead and get on fruits and vegetables more than all that yummy stuff out there? <laughs> well, it's more fruits and vegetables... Yeah, yeah, of course. More fruits and vegetables, but you got to have the lean protein too. You can't be without that, like fish and organically raised uh, chicken and turkey and 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 even uh, uh, beef if you can find healthy beef somewhere. I'm not opposed to that. But uh-huh. you see, people like yourself and me, because we're in the same boat, because we tend to hold fat in the belly, we must have adequate protein all day long. And if, if veg- vegetarians, I could never be a true vegan. I mean, I've I've tried. Trust me, mm-hmm. I have to have a certain amount of you know animal protein. I don't eat beef. I don't eat pork. I don't eat lamb. Haven't for 35 years. But there are ways that you can get adequate protein into your diet without having to eat pork and dairy and and beef and everything else. There's better options where you're getting the good omega fats that have the ability to quell or reduce down inflammation. I am constantly trying to reduce inflammation, and you should be too, because the belly fat that we develop, uh, Jailene, is it increases your inflammatory load, which increases a whole number of diseases, including certain cancers. So being aware of that should help motivate within a certain range of their, you know, what their body type is and their weight is and how they look uh, maybe a year from graduating from high school. Dr. Bob, I, I read somewhere that you should have no more than 33 inches around your belly. Is that kind of what you would think? Or? Well, it, yes, there there are. Yeah, you're talking about the body mass index numbers. Uh, males, females, it's different. Your height, right. of course, has everything to do with your waist, but you yeah. should try to stay within a certain amount of body fat. Uh, that's just, that makes sense in, in, in women. Uh, it's probably around 28% body fat at the maximum end, and in men it's probably around 18 to 20% maximum. That doesn't mean optimal. That means maximum. There are some men that have like, you know, that are very lean in tone. They have like 8%, 12% body fat, and there are some women who have, you know, 15, 16% body fat. And the less body fat you have, the more we know that it's displaced with lean muscle mass. And lean muscle mass is sort of a, a, a better carburetor and burner of the fats and the excessive calories that your body comes in contact with. 
Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bob. You've given me the impetus to get going better. Again, I try, but I'm going to do it better. I know <laughs> you can do it, Jailene. Stick with it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your phone call. Bye now. All right. That leaves another line open at 602-260-5394, 602-260-KFYI. We can't do anything about our genetics. One-third of everything that happens to us with health is, is in stone, about a third. Some people believe less, 20% to 30-some percent, okay? But... The rest of the schedule, maybe the 66 to 80% of it, we have control of. We can choose. We can make those good decisions, sort of like red light, green light. When you make a decision, let's see, I, I don't think I'm going to exercise today. That's like a red light. How about giving yourself the green light and go for it? And every time you think about eating some junk food that you shouldn't have, red light instead of green light, you'll be a lot better off. That's simple. I try that. I try to be as good as I can, but as we all know, the flesh is weak from time to time. Let me read something to you. Unwarranted surgery due to results of mammography. Mammograms add to cancer risk. Mammography exposes the breast to damaging ionizing radiation, high rates of false positives. Mammography's high rate of false positive test results wastes money and creates unnecessary emotional trauma, according to the Lancet Medical Journal, of the 5% of mammograms that suggest further testing up to 93% are false positives. The Lancet reports further noted that because of the great majority of positive screenings are false positives, these inaccurate results lead to unnecessary biopsies and other invasive surgical procedures that women don't need or want. And having read that, and having you now know that, ladies and gentlemen, because both men and women develop breast cancer, there are options Uh, There is one option that I am a fan of and have been since my early years of practice, way back in the late 70s, early 80s, when I had a nuclear medicine medical doctor coming into my office doing thermograms in my office. Now, then the equipment took up an entire room, 12 by 14 room. It was that large. Now they have it all digitalized and computerized. It's very small. It's much more accurate. And I send all thermograms to Dr. Shelton, Dr. Bruce Shelton. His medical staff performs a thermogram, which is a non-invasive, FDA-approved, inexpensive relative to other medical exams that helps detect and potentially helps him to teach his patients how to reverse problems that are picked up in this thermogram, which emits no radiation, but rather picks up infrared emissions coming off the skin, which helps display those in all kinds of different color metrics, which then the practitioner who is trained in this can say, okay, there's inflammation, there's congestion, there's pain, there's something wrong there, and here's what we need to do in order to correct it. And then you have another thermogram done to compare that going, oh, look how much better it is. Look at these colors. And by the way, doctor, I don't feel those lumps in my breast. I don't feel as much congestion in my chest. If you haven't had a thermogram, you should get a baseline thermogram. You'll be impressed with what is found and hopefully what isn't found, which is even more important. Call Dr. Bruce Shelton's office. He is double MD. That's Dr. Bruce Shelton, MD, MD. Get a thermogram. If you haven't had one in a while, get another one. Get a recheck. His office phone number is 602-504-1000. 602-504-1000. 
1,000. If you haven't had a thermogram, you're missing the boat as it relates to uh, exposing to a technology which is way ahead of its time. Thermography, thermogram, Dr. Bruce Shelton's office, 602-504-1000, 602-504-1000. I'm Dr. Valley's number one health show. With half the carbs, it's the Dr. Bob Martin Show on News Talk 550 KFYI, the Valley's talk station. And welcome back to the Bob Martin Show. Next hour, I want to alert you to the fact that I'm going to be talking about wisdom teeth. No evidence to support their removal. How many times have you heard that it's necessary to have one's wisdom teeth removed? Well, a a recent scientific review with respect to routine wisdom teeth removal claims no evidence exists. We'll have that for you coming up on the show today. Let's go back to your phone calls and questions. Next up, we say hello to Charlie. He's calling in from, uh, what's that say, Paulden on there, uh, Carlos? Wherever Paulden is, welcome to the program, Charlie. Hello. Hi, sir. Um, I'm calling you to ask you. I'm very dehydrated, and I can't get up. I I can't get over it. And it's mm-hmm. been, they told me a while back that I had deplete, I had flushed my system totally, and told mm-hmm. me to drink Gatorade. And I've been drinking Gatorade. I just, I'm just thirsty all the time. I, I have to drink. Are you taking any medication? Are you taking pharmaceutical drugs right now, Charlie? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's probably the cause of it. I don't know. We're running out of time in this hour, but what I can tell you is have somebody bring you from the health food store something called Willard water. Willard water is a very hydrative concentrate, and you add it to the water, and it makes the water more absorbable, more assimilable. It makes the water wetter because it changes the surface tension in something called dyne's. So add the Willard water to the water you're drinking. Ask your doctor or a pharmacist which one of the medications you're taking that could be dehydrating you, or is there something else like diarrhea or something else going on? All right, Charlie, thank you for your phone call. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. We've got another hour left of the Dr. Bob Martin Show and lots of interesting information we're going to share with you right after the top of the hour news. Stay with us. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.